Welcome, hunters, to the Hunter's Hub. We're continuing our uh, Top of X genre series um, with uh, action-adventure games, with ones a little broad. So we're going to have some <laughs> uh, difficulties discussing some of this, but I think I think we, we have a solid idea because we did some planning beforehand. Um, by the way, this is your host, Fortuan, uh, joined by co-host Morg Daddy. How you doing? Hi, everybody. We're doing pretty good today. It's a lovely day. It was. Um, and then, well, Pan, how are you doing? I'm doing good, and I'm wondering where you guys are at that's so lovely. It freaking snowed last night. Oh, we, I, I was hiking I'm today. Just, I can post pictures. <laughs> I'll admit, it's just been snowing, snowing, snowing for the last couple of days, and it's pretty bitchy cold, but I'm just telling myself, it is wonderful weather. I'm just kind of, you know, just bringing the energy in, you know, trying to manifest a nice, sunny, warm day. Just be like, positive affirmations, yes. It's I a mean, wonderful day. It was 40 degrees. What's he snorting? Oh, I want man. some. <laughs> That's for me to snort and you to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's got to be some great audio there. Okay. <laughs> ASMR snorting. All right. Um, the <laughs> just throw an ASMR into there. Just be like, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, God, no. Please stop. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so we're going to be talking about action-adventure games tonight. Um, this is, like I said, a broad category, but we're going to sort of define what we're going with here. Um Big two things for me in this is that, um, first of all, it's an action game, so we are not taking turns hitting people. We are actively controlling a character in a pseudo real-time environment, uh, or at least some responsiveness to our inputs. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be, like, note for note. Um, think of Monster Hunter, you do execute an, uh, something on a button press, but it doesn't mean the animation finishes on the button press. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but you are directly controlling your actions without you know, menu input and that kind of stuff. Um, other part of it is adventure. Um, you are probably going somewhere in a game. You, are, you have some sort of goal. You are doing something. That adventure could be a small area or a large area. That doesn't matter. But that's kind of it for my thoughts on what this is, because it's very broad for a reason. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. There are many subcategories and, and under this game, uh, under this game sort of genre. So we'll probably end up delving into those too. And um, we have tried to avoid going into subgenres when we do a larger one like this, but we we will be dipping into subgenres of this one, partially because it's so hard. And the other part is that I feel like that kind of circumvents the fact of like, well, we still like this in this larger category more than other games in this category. So without further ado, Morg, do you have any additions to or subtractions to our definition here? Uh, well, to be honest, um, well, we're, we're going for 3D action adventure, right? Or is it just action adventure in general? That's the thing. Um, I don't remember having 3D on the stipulation. Um, oh, thank God! Yes, that means I can keep one on the list. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, for, so for yeah, for action adventure, obviously, like it, um, real time fighting is going to be a component of it. But um, 
in some cases there there will be like a multitude of different styles of like combat for um for action um for sorry for uh, action adventure games like some in some cases like it it'll be more than just uh, like for example a shooter like you're going to have more options than just like you know just firing a gun off it can include that but um there's some amount of yeah. exploration and world yeah. interaction yeah mm-hmm. yeah like you're gonna have like a variety of things that you can use like for example you can use projectiles but you also will have like um the opportunity to be able to do like say close co- uh, close combat or like activating like a trap or like some sort of an environmental hazard perhaps um usually yeah action adventure games will include um a variety of elements that can be kind of taken from um certain other genres and but made into something for itself right um yeah and yeah okay um so pan do you have any thoughts to add to it uh nope so basically uh combat is in real time uh it's not necessarily 3d and you're going doing something um, one limit that I kind of placed on myself when I was looking at games for this is that you don't necessarily have stats that go up because that makes it an RPG. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yep. exactly. So that's, that's why uh, I not, took Kenshi. Not in any meaningful way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's, there's like, there's like very vague stats, like with Breath of the Wild, there are some like attack defense stats with different armors you put on. Yeah, but that's, that's not you leveling right. up. That's your equipment. Right, right. You don't yeah. level up per se. So yeah, no leveling yeah. up. Okay. Alrighty. Oh, shoot, I'm gonna have to take one off the list. Darn it. Sekandensa too. It was nice knowing you. Bye. I I don't. <laughs> yep. That's there up go, to you. There, there goes my Japanese Dungeons and Dragons in real time. Bye. Mm, I would call that Breath of the Wild too. I think Breath of the Wild fits that Dungeons and Dragons esque. I mean, you can have a solo without without a party. Solo solo D and D, it happens. It does, but but yeah, yeah, parties help. (laughs) Parties does make it make feel very much more uh, D and D. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Oh, I was going to say that. Yeah, Matthew Mercer did like a a one person D and D thing with Steve. uh, Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that was so fun. But yeah. all right, I guess we got to go into the list now. All right, <sighs> um, so let's just uh, let's start off with you, Pan. What's what's uh, what's one of your your favorites from this genre that we can talk about and possibly keep or? All right, Breath of the Wild. Go- okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, <laughs> so we did mention that when we were talking. Uh, when we were talking, I think it was yesterday or maybe it was this morning. I forget. And you were like, "Okay, one of the definition is that like there's a world to explore." Like instantly, yeah. I thought of Breath of the Wild. That's true. Uh, Breath of the Wild is amazing in many aspects. Um, don't let Haru hear this episode. He hates this game. Um, <laughs> don't understand Haru. Uh, I don't, He's not allowed no. to hate, hate the game. He's just allowed to be bad at it. That's very different. Uh, no, he he has some very much principle-based reasons why he does not like this game. <laughs> hmm, um, really? It's open-world stuff. He doesn't like open-world, and he feels it ruined the dungeon design, which I've seen that sentiment before with Breath of the Wild. But Yeah. Um, Breath of the, it's a monster of a game. Um, 
I would, I, I I would like have to agree with Haru's opinion that the dungeons are a bit lacking in Breath of the Wild. They really don't stand up to like some of the other dungeons, especially from like Twilight Princess. Mm, yeah. But like, I I just so love just like you know running around and exploring and just doing random crap. Mm-hmm. And it's so the fact pretty. that the. <laughs> Um, I love the physics in this game. And a lot of the shrines were based on the physics and that kind of stuff. So Those those shrines where you have to roll the ball around the maze can straight up die. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of those. Um, but I was talking stuff like, I don't know, kicking a barrel down the hill and let it hit the moblin camp oh, yeah. and blow up. and Stuff like that. It's just so good. Um I like that you can attach balloons to everything and then just send them flying. Like, you could put, like, if you put enough balloons on a raft, you can pretty much just take off and just fly wherever you want. Or, like, um, attaching, like, a bomb to a balloon and then using the fan to just blow it gently in the direction of your enemies and it just goes off and just boom, and you're like, oh, this is great. Get that (laughs) balloon around the corner. Hit that guy. I love the speedrunning tactic where you stasis a log. And just knock the shit out of it and ride it into the horizon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, it's like Mercenary Tao from Dragon Ball. He just grabs, like, a tree, and then he throws it as hard as he can into the air, and then he just surfs on the tree. It's, like, amazing stuff. Yeah, it's like like Thor. He just Thor hammers his way across the field. (laughs) Like, what? You throw yourself? (laughs) Oh, man. It's a clever idea. It's clever. Um, yeah, I, I am I am all for this game going on the list. Uh, it, it's an adventure, and the fact that you are, as usual, trying to save the princess Zelda in, um, well, it's namesake, every Zelda game, pretty much. Um, and then it's very much an action game, very much so. I mean, you don't level up, but we do have stats, like, you know, armor, defense values, and that kind of stuff, but... Mm-hmm. Um, that's just help you help you. Uh, I don't know. Understand gear differences. I don't really see that as an RPG uh, element per se. I I don't either. It's just it's it's kind of like the difference between like having different guns in like uh suddenly I can't think of it. Grand Theft Auto. Good lord. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of guns have like, hey, it's better at fire rate, or better at damage, or better at accuracy. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, Breath of the Wild, first one on the list. Zelda B-O-T-W. Alright, Morg, what do you got? Alright, well, I'm gonna enter into the world of Jack and Daxter. Hold Mm. on, just a second, I forgot. Zelda was made by Nintendo in um, 2017. Yep, that's right. There we go, go ahead. Jack 2. Okay, yeah, we're gonna talk about Jack 2. Oh my god, it's probably one of my all-time favorite Jack and Daxter games. Um... Yeah, there's a lot of racing around, and you're you're basically exploring like a basically a big free world city. Um, you're pretty much a fugitive, like sort of like a criminal or whatever. You've been experimented on, and you've got like these weird dark eco powers that you can uh, sometimes tap into. You get a variety of. You can use melee combat. You can uh, use guns. Um, there are car chases and races that you can get into. Um, it has elements of Grand Theft Auto in it. 
but you can escape from a lot of the stuff. And mm-hmm. There, um, um, all across like the map, there are like certain quests that you'll have to partake in in order to be able to progress in the storyline. And you're interacting with um, with a pretty wide cast of characters, and you're basically with um, I guess sort of like a uh, a rebel group that is trying to uh, overthrow the big bad guy. Um, and you also uh, have to deal with like gangsters and stuff like that, like make deals with them and such. Um, really, really, really fun game. Like, there's aspects where you have to, like, run away from, like, a big steamy rolling tank. Um, there's, like, um, uh, what is it? Uh, what are those things called? Uh, they're those artifacts that are left by, uh, precursors. Yeah, precursor art, uh, precursors, they leave artifacts behind that you can collect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and the puzzles are pretty darn good as well. The boss, I don't know if there are really any bosses in the game, but... Uh, from what I remember from my, when I last played it, but yeah, there's like also like a ton of like little puzzle games that are in it that are stupidly hard. Um, so uh, really, really fun game. I let me interject real quick. Uh, this was made by Naughty Dog in 2003. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I've never played any of the Jack series. Um, I was not oh. much of a PlayStation player other than spyro i played a lot of spyro mm, which spyro i would too. say could fit on this list very much so um um i've actually been playing re- uh the reignited trilogy on my switch but um <gasps> it's not one of my favorites so um it's no, i didn't put it on mine um but i feel it, it could very well fit on this list with other things just as a because like mm-hmm. spyro crash Jack, uh, Ratchet and Clank, they all feel like very PlayStation this era kind of games. Yeah, and they all seem to fight like fit this archetype of game, like mm-hmm. this this style of the genre. Um they are all, all with definitely some... action adventure or you know, action adventure games. Right. Um, all all with some cartoony mascot. Yeah, yeah. Well Crash um, Crash and Jack have the same dev, don't they? They do. Naughty Dog. So, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Crash is My also God. was originally Naughty Dog. I don't think they did. No, I don't think they're anymore. Recent one, yeah. not anymore. No. Um. Yeah, Jack Two is probably my all-time favorite. I mean, Jack Three had some elements in it where you can get like uh, light energy, whatever, that allows you to be able to like slow time or like project energy blasts and stuff like that. But um, Jack Two um, definitely was my my top favorite. It was frustratingly hard i i can't tell you guys how many times i almost like busted a vein or had a stroke from how enraging some some of the levels were because they were just so stupidly hard but um have you ever honestly i might go back and play <laughs> i'm probably gonna have to go back and play that because i mean like i might i might actually pick up shinobi if i ever get a chance to look at that but yeah jack 2 i actually might do that game again i'm like this close to the end right now but i probably should just start back over and then just post my progression and show everybody how far i've gotten but yeah holy shit that game was so fun really okay. really good game pan do you have any experience with this or the series at all i because i don't i don't <laughs> okay uh it sounds great more um oh it's fantastic okay um i i don't know i, I put zelda on there because i feel that it's like unanimous we've all played it we all like it kind of thing um jack 2 I don't know yet. So can we bench that one? Is that okay with mm-hmm. you, Morg? Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Okay. It's on the bench. 
All right. Uh, and then I'll, I'll throw one up here. Um, one thing we had debated about is not bring. This is what I talked about earlier. Not bringing on like platformers and other things that sort of fit this category as subgenres. Um, but I feel it has to be said because it's one of the, in my opinion, one of the greatest action adventure games ever, which is Super Mario sixty four. Yay! I play this almost annually, um, in some form or another. Uh, whether it be emulator or not, um, I don't use my old 64 anymore, so I'm pretty sure it's emulator. Although I used to play it on like the uh, the what what was that the Wii? The Wii store. had a uh, Virtual Console. Yeah, there we go. I used to play it on Virtual Console a lot. Um, um, real quick, I don't know why Nintendo hasn't decided to just print money by putting a Virtual Console on the Switch. Or like you expanding know, it like it was on the Wii U. I'm gonna bring yeah. some. I'm gonna bring some D and D reference in here to explain this. I feel like Nintendo are just the illithid overlords of video games. We just don't understand how they think. <laughs> They're off playing yeah, tenth dimensional chess. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so alien, we can't figure it out. We just because mm-hmm. like <laughs> they could just print money. There's 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 I half a dozen games where I will rebuy them on every Nintendo system no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I would love to be able to go back and play all my favorites from like Nintendo 64 rather than having to go and like play everything on an emulator. By the way, Nintendo, don't you worry. It's legal for me to get copies of the games that I've already purchased. Thank you very much. Yeah, but they, yeah, anyways, they, yeah. Yeah, they know that. Um <laughs> Okay, so um that's amazing. Uh, I don't. I I loved. Uh, it's what got me an N sixty four. Obviously, most people. That's what got them an N sixty four was this game. Um, I still. I fell in love with the music, the care. You know, the the gameplay. Um, it's very much an action game. Mario is like. It helped define like three D gaming in a long. You know, in a, in a big way. Even though three D gaming was a thing like well before this, like. Uh, 3D gaming for consoles, I would say, was fairly new at this point. And even though I think PlayStation came out before this, but I don't really know of a lot of groundbreaking 3D games that they had before Nintendo came out with 64. So mm-hmm. um, now the, the the problem here is it is a platforming game. So maybe this is better suited to another genre, but... Um, and it is an adventure, but it's sort of segmented with those rooms, or the paintings, mm, the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you have like you have like a world hub. <laughs> I couldn't right. talk for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this one is questionable on somewhat on the definition. I think in the larger definition, it definitely fits, but. Um, I don't. I don't think we can talk about action adventure without talking about you know Mario sixty four. Well, that's mm-hmm. fair. I think um, yeah. I think it's worth referencing it at least. Yeah. Um. So how do we feel about this one, guys? Do you want to put it on the list or bench it? I'm okay with having it on I the list. We're gonna... and okay. su- oh, oh, Super Mario sixty four on the list. Okay. Yeah. I- I'm for it because yeah. All right. Super Mario 64, number two. All right. Uh, So, uh, moving off of that, uh, 
we'll just keep going on the same order. Pan, what's a, what's one of the ones you want to share with us? I'll just start. Go, I'll keep going down my list and uh, bring up Shadow of Mordor. Oh, oh crap! What? I'm sorry. 1996 Nintendo Super Mario 64. Go Stop ahead. doing that. Right. Okay, Shadow of Mordor. <laughs> when did it come out and who made it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shadow of Mordor. That was... I gotta find it on my list that isn't anywhere near order. 2014 by Monolith Productions. Fantastic game, too. I love that Shadow yes, of Mordor. Yes, this game is brilliant. It is. Um, and here's the thing. I've only played it a little bit, but I, I really enjoyed it. I just kept getting stuck at this one part, and then I said, fuck it, never went back. And I probably should sometime. Those uh, those ghostly elf powers are so broken. You can use yeah. like ghost arrows. You can slow time. You can brand orcs with your hand. Be like you are mine. When, you could read their minds. When you like, are shit. shooting yourself across the map, that is yeah, just hilarious. Oh man, Tele- I love it. Um, yeah. So I did oh, finish yeah. this game. In fact, I platinumed this game and all of its DLC. Um, I really went hard into this game. Uh, and this was, oh, gosh. I played it many years later. So I played it on the PS4. Uh, it was actually on a, um, it was actually on an E3 sale for $5 at one point. No way! Yeah, and that's how I got this. Um, I still loved it. <laughs> like, the the the... The price did not reflect the quality of that game that I got. Oh, that was a steal. That was an absolute steal. And, like, oh, man. And, like, the fact that you find out that, like, Sauron was, like, an elf and that, like, yeah, he was forged the rings and to become, like, the all-powerful guy and whatever, and the guy that you were that you're being possessed, the ghost, helped him forge the ring. And so, like, he now, was able to pass on some of the powers from the ring onto... You, by being the ghost who originally bore the ring, I was like, "Whoa, this is pretty intense stuff." It's it's a it's a cool story. However, it is important to note that it is not official Lord of the Rings canon, it, and it's nowhere near. And it breaks it very early on, especially with uh, Celebrimbor was the elf's name. Um, yeah. Uh, with I don't think Celebrimbor even exists. Ah, uh, he does. In Tolkien he does. Mythology. He is he literally does? named. Okay. And that's it, right? He did the ring, and I think that's yeah. It. Um, and I'm not mm-hmm. certain that Celebrimbor is said to be male. It just I think there's a line that says Celebrimbor was the elf who who fashioned the rings. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all the drama around the ring didn't necessarily there wasn't some up uprising in mordor at some point before the hobbit like, like no no um, no no uh, no no that uh, defeats the purpose <laughs> right uh so it's a great game but the story is not canon whatsoever it's just a good fun romp of killing works i will say it'd be criminal not to mention the uh whatever i don't remember the system, nemesis system there you go uh the nemesis system where you get these orcs that sort of like upgrade into like war bosses oh, yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, the fact that yeah. That was really cool. And they got <laughs> modifiers, much like an RPG, um, but it was more like in the sense of like Diablo affixes, like molten, fiery, like that kind of stuff, except it was like, hey, he's super strong, also immune to bees. <laughs> Yeah, which the, yeah. Which is the thing. I love that. I know that. I remember seeing that. 
(laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, great, yeah. Oh, he's immune to arrows? That means I can't shoot him down? Or, like, another guy who's, like, immune to, like, assassination attacks and stuff like that? Like, so if you jump down on him, they'll just be like, ah! And then, like, knock you to the side and then get into a confrontation with you. That won't work on me, human. Yeah, Yeah. Oh, yeah, the dialogue between them is so funny. Like, between them and the... Actually, all the dialogue with all the orcs is hilarious. Like, it's all so funny. Like, I can't get enough of the fact that, like, you can open up, like, the um, the cages to, like, those beasts, and they'll all be like, Oh, no! A Karagor! Oh, no! And then they'll just, like, freak yeah. out. The the fact that... And now, it was all randomized, right? There were certain ones that were... Yeah. Put there for story yeah. reasons. But, um... Brilliant game. It is clearly action. It is clearly, clearly adventure. Um, yeah. Wonderful game in a wonderful universe with, like, wonderful stuff. Uh, they took, obviously, some liberties with certain things. They're going to do that with a lot of, you know, a lot of games that don't really follow any sort of official canon like that. But I don't mm-hmm. think that really counts against it. Um, Pan, since no, you brought gone. this up, do you have more to say on this? Um, um, I just had sorry, a really good time, uh, you know, finding new and creative ways to kill orcs. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is the game. Yep. I mean, um, oh, one thing I wanted to mention more. I don't know if you noticed this, but if you could find one that had a phobia, um, oh yeah, oh yeah, they like freak <laughs> out, and then you could like do more damage to them. Not oh, only my that, God, or they would get all routed. of their immunities and resistances were gone when they were frightened. Yep. Yep, oh my god, that was yeah. the best aspect of it. So, like, if they were, like, r- immune to, like, all these other things, but, like, they were, like, scared of bees, and you just dropped, like, a hive on their head, and then they'd be like, ah, they just freak out, and then you could just kill them in a good old-fashioned way, and you're like, oh, yes, I love this. But, um, oh, mm-hmm. what was another thing? Oh, yeah, you could brand the orcs, and that way you could control them. So if yeah. you went into a camp, and you sneak snuckily went around and branded all the orcs around, you could just send them in droves to go and fight for you to take out other camps. I loved that. That was so cool and fun to do. Like, oh, man, there's so many ways to play that game. It's really yeah. a good one. It was it was uh, the best orc killing simulator that ever simulated. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, any any wonder why like this would not be canon because I mean like with this guy that just does not die realistically like you could kill him but he'd just come back to life just to go and kill more orcs. I mean it just It's a very yeah, video game explanation <laughs> for a mechanic though. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's like yeah, Sauron's got his hands full. I don't think he has time for taking over the world. He's gotta deal with like this one guy. <laughs> hey, it's actually two, okay? It's an okay, elf yeah. spirit inhabiting his body. It's a two-for-one um, deal. Right. Oh. Um, the Ranger. I don't remember his name. but Such a shame they <laughs> never made a sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> Everybody would just be like, oh, the original's better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm totally for putting this on our list. Um, we're kind of filling this up quick, but uh, Morg, any, any naysay against this one? I assume Pan, nope, you're for nope, it. Abs- nope, it does not belong in here. Nope, take it off right now. Nope, nope, just kidding. Yeah, go ahead, throw it on. It's actually, it's worth it. It's definitely the game to put on here for sure. All right. Shadow Has to be done. Mordor. I almost want wrote war on here just to be a troll, but... 
<laughs> Shadow of Wardor. I'm pretty sure Pan would do not so nice things to me. <laughs> Shadow of more War. Um. Okay. Uh. Morg. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. We're putting. Okay. So I'm recommending Darksiders Two. Okay. Darksiders One was good. Darksiders Three was not as good as One, but Darksiders Two definitely top tier. You had such a huge variety. Well. Oh, where was I? Okay, yeah. Sorry, I was chewing on an ice cube. Um, yeah, there's such a wide variety of bosses in that game, and so much, so many different types of equipment and armors and upgrades that you can get. Like, not not necessarily like the character itself doesn't level up. Well, wait, no, yes, he does. Yes, he does level up, but um, not in the conventional way that a that an RPG would. Yeah, he does have, like, uh, um, skill trees that you can pick certain stuff from, but you have to sure. unlock those specifically with items that you collect as you progress through all the different open-world maps that you explore. Um, trying to, uh, I believe it was, um, there's, a, there's this thing called the Corruption, which is basically just all, like, the collection of all these Nephilim souls that he initially had... Um, in some sort of, like, um, oil lantern that he gave to some guy called the Crow Father, gets into a fight with him, and then the souls, like, break free or whatever, and then some of them get embedded into his chest, and then the rest go out and spread uh, corruption into um, uh, the... Uh, I don't want to say that it's the afterlife worlds, but, like, it, it, they scatter across all the planes, like heaven, hell, and uh, the earth realm as well. So, your playing is death... And it's mm -hmm. your job to try and uh, undo all the corruption and then bring back humanity back into the fold after the Armageddon between uh, heaven and hell fighting on Earth and war getting uh, framed for uh, starting the whole apocalypse thing. So the idea is that you're trying to uh, redeem war and yourself um, by fixing all of like, this extra mess. So... Basically, what's happening is during the time of the first game, um, you, um, you're actively trying to help your brother to resolve the whole situation that unfolded where the big war was going on. But you get to explore so many different worlds. You get to explore the world of the Makers, which are basically just these like giant Scottish giants that um, craft things, and like they've got like these giant stone golems all over the place, and these really awesome landscape maps. Like um, there's like a castle, I believe, or a forge. Mm -hmm. It's just loaded with cascading waterfalls and stuff like that. It's so cool. And then you also get to um, explore some of the realms of hell or, like, I guess more of, like, a pocket dimension in hell where, um, what's his name, uh, Samael is uh, kept and you get, to, uh, get to be in a fight with him. You, if you beat him, you get, like, one of the big keys to, um, I think it was, like, um, what is it, uh, Fountain of Souls or Well of Souls or something like that. So... Um, Big crazy there's game. A, so there's a lot of like go here, do this, go here, do this, go here, do this. Yeah, there okay. are. Yeah, it's very it's it's very quest oriented. Mm -hmm. Um, with a lot of like um, with like lots of spawns of like little mini dudes, um, big bosses, sub bosses, um, just but sort of scattered of, throughout. Yeah, 
Yeah, okay. basically. But there are free world aspects to it as well. Like you can you can travel anywhere that you want to. It doesn't necessarily affect the progression of the game, so to speak. But it does prevent you. It does present you the opportunity to be able to um, look around, look around for like secrets that you can find that will provide you with like certain upgrades or <clears throat> items or certain weapons or armor that you might need later down the road. So. Um, this, there's an interesting point here because this is going to come up, uh, in another game we're going to talk about tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, skill trees, I don't feel are going to prevent this from being on the list. Mm -hmm. Um, that is a form of leveling up and progression. Um, mm -hmm. but RPG mechanics are almost ubiquitous in games at this point. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was kind of worried about um, Darksiders 2 being on this list because um, it does have some, like, RPG... It has a few RPG aspects to it. Like, like you well, can RPGs choose, like, what are... spells to cast and stuff like that or, like, what kind of bonuses you get more so than, like, Darksiders 1, which is basically just a big hack-and-slash game where you get, like, right. powers as you beat certain bosses. Well... Um, RP RPGs are more focused on that aspect for sure. Mm -hmm. But RPGs have also classically been adventure games. So mm -hmm. there's part of that. So there is possibly an overlap a little bit here. Pan, how do you feel about the skill trees for that kind of stuff? Because one of your suggestions definitely has skill trees. Yeah. Um. So Shadow of Mordor has skill trees. They do. Yeah, so yeah. does Dad of War, although that's really more just, like, how he uses the different weapons and gives you different attacks. Right. So I think Dad of War is yeah, not I, as yeah. in-depth, but um, I'm on the fence. It's, I feel it's more of a customization thing rather than a stat yeah. thing. Yeah, there you is, go. Um, now, it doesn't mean that it doesn't affect your stats in the game, but like, mm -hmm. and there are things to make those skills do better or more damage or that kind of thing. But like, yeah, I feel that's too vague to sort of like rule it out because, um, I don't know. There's, there's the, you could, you could argue that like the abilities that you get in platformers like Super Mario 64, like the wing cap, you have to unlock yeah. the wing cap and it is temporary, but like. You know, it is a form of progression, I suppose. Like, it depends mm -hmm. on, I guess, where we draw that line uh, as a group here. And I don't really see that a skill tree is really popping over that line. Because a couple of my games have it, too. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, if we're going to have to start taking on things with skill trees, that's going to make this... That's kind of arbitrary, and it's going to make this tough. So I think skill trees are okay. Yeah. Okay, thank God. Yeah, because okay. oh shoot, we would have to take Shadow of Mordor off. That too. Yeah. Also, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to take Shadow of yeah. Mordor off. So <laughs> yeah, uh, no. I'm willing to compromise. We will. We will keep the skill trees in. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, the fact that you can play as Death and you get to like summon like swarms of crows or ghouls, and the fact that you get to transform into like a giant Grim Reaper thing with. You know, wings that are completely pointless, like you don't actually fly with them. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a really, really fun action role. Yeah, it's an action-adventure game with some <laughs> role-playing aspects to it. But That's yeah. That Freudian slip there, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Mommy? I mean, no, wait, no. You're my teacher. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay, um, I'm not... 
I'm not familiar with the series. I want to be. Um, I've been wanting to play both one and two for a long time. Um, They're the best don't, ones. Don't play Genesis. Um, just don't. My brother <laughs> got got it, and he played it for ten minutes. He's like, "This game sucks," and never played it again. Um, uh, so, Pan, how how do you feel about? Dark Siders, are you familiar? Or? Um, I've only really heard of them. Um, I wasn't a big Xbox uh, person, and I know. Or oh, I guess this was also on PS4. Same. I don't. I've just never played it. I'm yeah. sorry. It's okay. It's I'm okay. not much it's into hack and slashers. Oh boy, when we get to ARPGs, it's gonna be a problem. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I've played the fuck uh, out of Dynasty Warriors Gundam. Okay. Mm. Uh, so, um, okay. I'm just uh, going to throw this into pod chat just in case. Um, there we go. So where do we sit? Does this, is this on the list or is this on the bench? Um, I have no opinion. Really, <laughs> I really want this on the list because it is actually like a really, really good game. And it does, mm-hmm. it fits the criteria for an action um adventure game because yeah you're going out on a pretty big quest and it covers like the full scope of the game and there's a lot of action in it and like um okay no yeah 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 there like there are dungeons that you have to like crawl through and there's like chests that you have to unlock like in order to be able to get certain keys and there's like always a boss at the end um i definitely do want to say that this fits the criteria very well Okay, um, I am not exactly familiar with the game, but I'm not against this being on the list, knowing what I know of it. Um, I have a couple of friends who are big fans. I've been wanting to get into this. It definitely fits the criteria, uh, but we'll trust more on the quality of this game. Mm-hmm. Oh um, my god, yes. Okay. Um, so another thing about uh, the list as, as we're going on, we may or may not, and we're not going to fret over hitting a certain number at this point. Um, we're just going to say that, like, hey, this definitely, as a group of the three of us, is a game we suggest is more so what this list is now than just here are the stringent top ten. So we may go over ten or under ten. Uh, we don't know. And the reason why we put Jack 2 on the bench is we'll have to come back to it and say, is this really you know, something that we as a group agree upon. And yeah, um, that's what the bench is more so for now. Not just like, Hey, can we, here's what we're going to fill in. Um, <laughs> I wish it was that easy guys. I wish it was. No. And it's, it's this format's evolving still We're, we haven't got it 100% figured out, but, um, yeah. Um, okay. Um, so I, I guess, uh, I'll talk about one of mine then. Um, and I'm going to kind of keep in the same, I don't know, sort of category uh, with what I talked about with Mario 64, which is my favorite uh, game in the Collectathon series, which is sort of like the subgenre that is <laughs> these, <laughs> the subgenre of the subgenre, which is sort of like the. So we have action adventure, and then the subgenre of like, like 3D platformers. Were platformers, then 3D platformers, then collectathons, uh, which is Banjo Kazooie. Which uh, Banjo Kazooie has always been a great game. Um, there's a reason why people flipped the fuck out when Banjo came on to Smash Brothers this last year. Uh, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I mean, I remember thinking that Kazooie was just dead though. 
Like, holy cow, the way he slams Kazooie into the ground. Jesus. <laughs> um, so Banjo-Kazooie is uh, made by Rare, uh, and it was in 1998. So it's been a... It's kind of an old game, um, but I think it's is it's a beautiful game uh despite it being on the nintendo 64 very colorful uh lots of personality and one of the things is the music as always with a lot of rare games is just incredible um the personality with everything in banjo kazooie um like the little jinjos that are like help help (laughs) (laughs) um like uh, the 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 side characters like poor goby do you guys ever play banjo kazooie um i'm very familiar with the music because one of my favorite artists or uh at least um uh metal cover artists that does Mm -hmm. metal game video game uh sorry yeah metal video game covers um his favorite um uh series and music is uh banjo kazooie oh yeah um and I'm very familiar with, like, the character and, like, the style of the play because it reminds me very much of Donkey Kong 64, which also... Same people. Yeah, same people, same yeah. era. Yeah, yep. like, it, it, it's very... Yeah, it's it's just that time period where it just fits that style of play and the, the music itself. Um, I haven't played it myself. Want to. Going to, probably. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Pan, do you have any experience with Banjo? Unfortunately, no, and I don't know how I missed this oh. game um, because I was super into my N64 back in the heyday of it. I just never got this game, and it's like the one like hallmark of the N64 that I didn't play. Oh, man. I saved up literally pennies. Like, I, I went to a Kmart and had, like, a giant bag of, like, pennies, dimes, and nickels to buy this game. I was so... I saved up for so long for it. Um, like... I don't know. I, I was in love with this game before I even played it. Uh. That's funny. That's funny. Um, that is exactly how I bought my my N64. <laughs> Except yeah. it was oh a pawn God. shop. Uh, yeah. It was... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how I knew about this. I, I guess it might have came... Uh, Nintendo used to send out promotional like VHS tapes. And I think I, I got the game for the, the, the one for this. Um, there was one for Donkey Kong Country also. Mm. Um, I have that somewhere and I don't, I don't know why, like how or why I got on that list. Um, but that was something my parents did a lot. They, they helped, you know, like they subscribed me to like PC gamer magazine and stuff and they helped me sort of keep in the know because like, uh, I lived out in the middle of the woods, like <laughs> GameStop was not a thing for a long time. So I don't, I don't know how I knew about Banjo-Kazooie, but like, it's it's great. It's got a lot of personality. The music is just outstanding. Um, it does have a little bit of a um, a trope of like just slapping googly eyes on everything. Like, kind of makes everything like a character, but it kind of works too. Um, uh, what I was gonna say, like uh, before, you know, I got into have you guys play this, is like the characters, the even the side characters in this game have a lot of personality. Uh, so there's Gobi, which is like Gobi's desert is one of the levels and Gobi's a camel and you just beat the shit out of Gobi all the time. Like he, one of the jiggies or what you're collecting <laughs> is, is tied. There's a lot of them that are tied to him, uh, because it's his desert. But like you basically go around and like 
he's sitting somewhere and then you do the bird stomp on his back to make him spit out water onto something to get a jiggy. Like, you do it to him like five times and he's like, screw this, I'm out. And you make him leave his own desert. And he's just this poor gamble that you beat up in the game. <laughs> Even his, his personality is, is, is like, I'm just sitting here, leave me alone. Like, <laughs> oh man. But like, there's there's a lot of personality and, and stuff to this game. Um, I won't put it on the list immediately, only because you guys haven't played it. Like, it's hard to make it. You know, like, hey, this is our conjointed of like, this is our list. When I don't I don't know how you guys missed this one, but it's really good. Well, <laughs> something something I wanted to bring up with uh with Banjo Kazooie, and it's one of the games on Morg's list. I can see in the Discord. Uh, what about Donkey Kong 64? Because these two games are extremely similar. So, okay, so we'll we'll get into, just jump right into Donkey Kong 64, because, yeah, it's the same developers. Yeah. Um, it was made a year later, so 1999. Um, so here's a, so Donkey Kong 64 is like that. There's far less googly eyes. It's more, uh, more on point with what Donkey Kong, uh, sort of branding is. Um, mm-hmm. With um, what are they called? The Kremlins is is the, a lot of the enemies. You have King K. Rule. You're on Donkey Kong Island. Like, there's a lot of that sort of lore, and I love Donkey Kong, especially the Donkey Kong Country series. Um, they had great music. It's the same mu- people who did the same music. Like, um, now yeah. it's not exactly the same. Um, I think the soundtrack is a little bit um less iconic from Donkey Kong 64 excluding the DK rap I mean like yeah. walnuts, peanuts pineapple Donkey shells, Kong. grape melons, oranges <laughs> pineapple smells, uh, oh yeah take it to the fridge cranky, anyways um, <laughs> I, am, I am way too white to try to, to, try to do it uh, I mean I didn't bunch, you know I, him well. oh my god uh, yeah it's just uh, oh my god what a the, the DK rap is just amazing but um, so D- Donkey Kong Country, uh, not, sorry, Don- I'm so used to saying Donkey Kong Country, uh, Donkey Kong 64, um, there's, the reason why they're so different and isn't just, you know, isn't just, um, the IPs that they're up with, is which crosses over in Diddy Kong Racing quite a bit. Banjo from Banjo-Kazooie came from Diddy Kong Racing, um, which, you know, Diddy Kong, obviously Donkey Kong, um, mm-hmm. Another N64 game. Um, but the problem that, that Donkey Kong 64 has in comparison with Banjo-Kazooie, it's like Banjo-Kazooie is a collect-a-thon because you're collecting jiggies, you're collecting notes, you're collecting jinjos. Like, there's all the things that you're collecting. And it's a lot, but it's manageable. Donkey Kong 64 said, hey, here's five characters. Now collect all of that kind of same stuff, like five like oh, those, these man, five the things bananas. you gotta collect across five characters. Yeah. Like everyone has their own ammo for their different guns. Everyone has their own bananas. Everyone has their own puzzles. But to did you ever out play the versus certain... mode? Yes. The versus mode is so fun. <laughs> oh my yes. god. <laughs> there was actually a uh, there's actually a versus mode in both Banjo Kazooie and Ban- Banjo. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, there is. Um, and where you use uh, Banjo uses Kazooie as a gun, holds her like laterally and sh- pulls her neck to shoot out eggs. But um, 
Um, so yeah, there's it was like a first person shooter section. Uh, no, and it's, then the it's movie... over the shoulder shooter. The the banjo was. Oh, first okay, person. my bad, my bad. Yeah, so it's similar in that aspect, but you were all banjos. Um, this, <laughs> but yeah, DK sixty four was like a third person shooter using the guns that you use in the adventure. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. there's a the problem is that like for me is DK sixty four does it too much, right? I also don't remember it as well. Um, and there's really only two really, really, like, rememberable characters out of that roster, too. Um, which is Donkey and Diddy. I, like, yeah, I, I could never remember... Uh, what's the girl with the pig, pigtails tiny, that does, like, the helicopter? Tiny Kong. Yeah, tiny okay, Kong. Tiny. Well, there you She's, go. There's your third character. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, there, there was um, also remember, Lanky Kong, the orangutan. Yeah. Yeah, Chunky Kong was and a then gorilla. Chunky Kong, and, Chunky. and I don't, I really didn't get the point of Chunky Kong. He, he was like Chunky because he was big, and he got to do things that made like this isn't this button's too too old for someone to stand on it. So Chunky's old, big enough to make it go. Right, but Donkey like, Kong's a mm-hmm. fucking gorilla. I I know, and he's supposed to be strong enough to just hit that button and make it. Yeah, no, I get, I get you. And here's the crazy thing, like, they were all sort of like, I don't know why they didn't just use Dixie Kong, right? Tiny Kong is Dixie Kong's little sister. Yeah, I know. That bo- that yeah. bothered me back in 1999. Yeah, it's just like, or- Donkey Kong's more powerful. I mean, he obviously... Oh, wait! <gasps> I know why he was never able to do it, because he was never able to say, Banana Slammer! Oh, no, 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 don't, no. Oh damn, dude, no. <laughs> that show is terrible. That show is terrible. Yes, it was terrible. <sighs> Tell me, is your love stronger than a golden banana? I remember that song. Oh my god, I wanted it out of my mind so bad. It was so bad. Uh, Ooh. Why? Oh, anyways. Man. Anyways, and then Chunky Kong. So, like, so Donkey Kong Country introduced uh, both Diddy and Dixie Kong, right? Um, Diddy and Dixie have been kind of like mainstays of Donkey Kong since. Um, and watch Tiny, it hasn't been, but there was Kitty Kong in Donkey Kong Country 3, so it kind of got to, like, third-string Kong family, which is, like, their cousin, or something like that was the, was the thing, and he was, like, like a baby, and, like, right. Kitty Kong's, like, older brother is, is Chunky Kong, so, like, like, the, they're just coming up with characters to sort of fit the mechanics at that point. Which, eh. Like, that's the other part of it is, like, Lanky Kong is funny, but, like, he's just sort of a joke. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, with his little blow dart full of grapes. Oh, man. I loved his blow dart yeah. gun. Anybody remember, oh, no. like, how he used to run? Oh, my God, that thing oh, was yeah. so funny. Just, like, his well, big the... floppy arms just going all over the place. He was my favorite. Oh, I'm not, saying they're... I'm not oh. saying they're bad characters. I'm just saying that, you know... It, it was like it felt like okay, you're just sort of coming up with these at this point. Like you don't really. Now, granted, <laughs> yes, they came up with Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong at some point. I get it, but yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. The like, reach on his punch was so good, and oh my god, the double jump! The double jump was amazing. He would play like um like a jump rope with his arms. It was so ridiculous, and he'd be like hovering in the air with his arms flapping in like circles. And yeah, so oh my god, it was so he good. Was hilarious. On Lanky Kong's like reach with his punches. So there's an there's an exploit you can do. I don't know if you guys ever did this. 
So, uh, which is so it? to go into like the different worlds in Donkey Kong 64, you have to have X number of bananas and you, this like gatekeeper goes away. <gasps> if you walk too close to the door and the gatekeeper's there, he'll like throw you backwards, whatever. Lanky Kong's right. punches are long enough that you can stand outside his ranges and touch the portal f- through the gatekeeper and get into the level without <gasps> having enough bananas. Oh my god. I never god. knew this. I need huh. to do this in my playthrough. I need to do this now. This is so. Oh, this is revolutionary. Uh, I bet you it's a speedrun strat. I'm sure it is. You, yeah. Yeah, I, I bet you that there's some speedruns out there that use that. What? Although I don't, I don't exploit. see a lot of people speedrunning that. Most of the speedruns you'll see of this sort of game, because like Mario 64 sort of started the collectathon genre. Um, most of the speedruns you're going to see are going to be Mario 64. And then Donkey Kong took mm-hmm. it too far. Yes, yeah. they did. It's like you got to collect the yellow bananas, then the red bananas, then the purple bananas, then the and blue then, bananas, then the green bananas. Right, and it's the, the the whole genre sort of like the whole subgenre of collectathons almost died because of Donkey Kong 64. I didn't know like, that. that was a, <laughs> so it was the E.T. Yeah. of the genre. Pretty oh, much. no. Don't talk um, about E.T. Oh, yeah. sorry. No. Um, so, there were a few after that, but they weren't near as popular. And then um, Rare even started to fall off in popularity after Donkey Kong 64. Uh, I, I was actually um, just reading up on that. Yeah, it's because Nintendo started like cutting their funding. Yes. And oh. I'm not saying it was Rare's fault, but yeah. That... It was, I mean, like, when we talked about the years, it's ridiculous that they came up with Banjo-Kazooie in the next year, Donkey Kong 64. That's insane. One year turnaround? Come on. Like, that's That's not enough time. Um, Not saying that Donkey Kong 64 is bad, but there are certainly flaws with it. Uh, It's a pain to get through, I'll tell you that. It is definitely a flawed masterpiece. Um. So, and I would say that that collectathon genre didn't come back until Super Mario Odyssey, which is another game on my list. Um, even then, like, there's been several tries. Like, uh, uh, what was Ukulele? Don't, no, nah, I just, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's even made by the same people. Oh, man. I did not know that Viva Pinata was a rare game. Yeah. Yeah, it's when they, that was like one of their first ones when they were, Hopping over to Xbox. Yeah. Hmm. I would love the I would love the shit out of that game if I'd had an Xbox. <laughs> yeah. So So uh, where Don- we sit So Banjo Kazooie and Donkey Kong are kind of sitting in limbo here. Do we want either of these on the list? And personally Morg, I like Donkey Kong sixty four, but I don't like it near as much as I like Banjo. I, I don't um, blame you. I don't blame you at all. Banjo's a super classic. Uh, but they don't necessarily have to go on the list either. So what do we feel? What, what are we feeling, Pan? Um, I've never played Banjo-Kazooie. Um, and I only have fond memories of Donkey Kong 64. So I'm uh, not on this, I'm not on board with you guys uh, bashing it for having too many things to collect. But um, <laughs> It is a okay. good game. I love that game. Like, some of the bosses were super inventive. Like, the giant... Right. Uh, Pteranodon, there was like a jack-in-the-box. Fuck that jack-in-the-box. Uh, King K. Rule. Yeah, the jack-in-the-box was so damn hard, but, I mean, like, it was a fun fight, like, once you figured out to, um, the strategies to be able to beat them, but... Um, 
Yeah, the more I'm, know, like, I'm thinking about it, the more I'm mixing this game up with Banjo Tooie. Also, like, uh, why do we compromise? How about we like make it like Banjo Kazooie slash Donkey Kong sixty four? Just like, rare, I mean, just late nineties rareware. There you go. <laughs> yeah, late nineties rareware. That is definitely the, yeah. We should just refer to it as that because I mean they're both really good games. The I mean, if you guys want to do that, we can. I, I, at this up to this point, we've only ever put one game on a list at a time. There, um, late nineties rareware. <laughs> okay, it's on All the right. list. Well, I will say this. We'll 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 just say at number five is because like we can't say. Banjo Tooie does not deserve to be on the list, and it's late '90s rareware. Like, I like Banjo Tooie, <laughs> but it doesn't deserve to be there. Uh, right. So I will just say Banjo slash Donkey Kong '64. Does that sound good? That's perfect. All right. That's okay. Um, so we talked about a lot of games there. Um, so yeah, uh, Pan, I guess we're cycled back to you. Okay, so um, we we already have a Zelda game on the list, but I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna throw Zelda Majora's Mask out there because it is so drastically different. Yes, very different. It is. Um. So you know, uh, I I've like constant. I'm constantly trying to get my husband to play it because he he hates Zelda games and he doesn't he doesn't like the formula. Of Zelda games. I'm like, well, you just gotta give Majora's Mask a try. Come on. And he, I can just never get him down to sit sit down to play it, except for the one time I did, and he still hated it. Dear God, mm. you're throwing him into the shark tank, aren't you? Oh, he's sitting you're there. He's sitting about four feet away from me, glaring at me over this. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie with Pan. I'm kind of with him on this. I don't like Majora's Mask. Oh and I never my. have. And it's, uh, it- go ahead, Mark. Oh, I was going to say, it's a Zelda game that is, like, on steroids for difficulty because you're you're fixed to a time limit. And if you've never played this game before, it takes you so many tries just just for the fact that you have to stay alive for you to be mm-hmm. able to beat it. Like, you have to speed run through those dungeons or otherwise, um, oh my god, you're in for a world of hurt. You cannot take your time on any of those dungeons because you'll have a fixed time limit to be able to get everything done before... It, the moon crashes into the planet and everybody dies. So, whoa, uh, right. I mean, I love that game. It's a great game, and I I loved beating it. But whew, I would not I would not recommend that to anybody. Now, it's like their first Zelda game. I I will say uh, I'm not going to bash the game's quality. It's just something I didn't like. Right? You know what I mean? Like I understand that this was Ocarina of Time on steroids. Which sounds amazing. It I just is. couldn't get into it. <laughs> oh. did, did, was it like the atmosphere? Was it like too macabre? Or, you know, like, um, it was too dark? For me, it was too dark. Uh, now, it granted, the last dark. time I tried was, you know, around the time that it came out. Um, so Majora's Mask. Man, I missed all sorts of dates and times. Made by Nintendo. Um, do, I want to say 2000. 2000. Yeah, yes. it was yeah, right at the end of the starting to, right at the end of the N sixty four era. I yep. was like in grade two when this when this came out, and it still is like a wonder to behold for a game. Like, what an amazing game it is! Grade two, okay. yeah. So, okay. um, I so 
I don't know, I missed the commercials or whatever for Majora's Mask, but you know, I saved up my pennies and bought that N64. And eventually I found uh, Ocarina of Time, and I played the mm-hmm. hell out of that, love that game. And then oh, I yeah. was at a, f- oh, like a year or so later, I was at a family reunion, and like some second cousin of mine, I don't know, I don't even remember his name, he was like the same age as me. He's like, oh, you have an N64, yeah. here, I'll bring one of my games over and we'll play it, because I can't beat it. And he, like, never <laughs> figured out how to play the Song of Time and go back in time. Oh, oh, no! So, like, he and I just stayed up for, like, two days, as 11, 12-year-olds can do, just on Doritos and Mountain Dew at this family reunion playing this. And it was so much fun. <laughs> because <laughs> once once I showed him, oh, no, oh, I get it, you just play the Ocarina of Time. You, you got the Ocarina of Time, you just play the Song of Time. So he probably never played... Ocarina of Time, then. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember, because we're talking something close to 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think it's the same song, right? It it's is. It's the exact same it is. song. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. The, the Song of Time is the same song. There's a few songs that are the same um, across both games. And, and like, oh, yeah, because, like, nobody ever tells you, teaches you Epona's song. But if you, like, go to the farm yeah. where she's being, like, held prisoner and play the song, she'll jump out of the pen, and then you've got a horse. Yep. Yep. And uh, it's great. Yeah, and there's just like every NPC in that game has a schedule and a place they will be and a side quest with them. Mm-hmm. And that's insane for the N64. Yeah. And like, uh, if you keep track of like all the passcodes and stuff like that that you collect along the way. There is so much stuff that you can avoid having to do over and over and over again. For example, if you if you can remember like uh, the um, the password to get into like that all boys club or whatever it is, um, you'll never have to worry about like going around in the middle of the night chasing after those kids and trying to get the password out of them every single time. It's really really nice. Um, well, if you start a new playthrough, it it generates a new passcode. Yeah. But like, oh yeah, yeah it, after you've after you've caught them the first time, and you just make sure that you take notes of everything. They give you a notebook up to that point. There's an in-game notebook. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. They give you a notebook yeah, with the passcode. <laughs> Morg. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Morg. Oh sorry, I <laughs> I never collected the pass like the, the like the book that has like all the like like all the information like the diary for like, yeah. where everybody is at that point in time. Mm-hmm. I I always forgot to get that, and so I would literally be like right oh beside the God. game. I would have like loose leaf pieces of paper and a pencil, and I'd be like, okay. I have to make sure that I remember this, or otherwise I am screwed. I'm just imagining so, you with, like, your hair sticking out everywhere and, like, strings uh, connecting the dots, and oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be there um, with, like, a with like a cork board, and there'll be, like, sheets of yes. paper with, like, <laughs> photos, and then all these, like, these pieces of yarn, and they all connect together to, like, this one big crazy web, and be like, yes, it's all coming together. Now I can make sense of this. Oh my Dude, god. Dude, there's an in-game yeah. journal that tracks all that. <laughs> oh, thank god. Oh. <gasps> that is that is hilarious. Uh, don't you love it when you find out something about a game like eons later? Yeah. Like, oh my god. You just made it hard for yourself. Like, oh, crap. I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um I'm not against this being on the list, honestly. Um it is, it's got a high reputation, um, it is the same people who made Ocarina of Time, so it's hard to argue, 
Mm-hmm. Hard, hard to argue with the quality there. Um, Fun fact. I, but I just don't have I don't have the experience with it. Is all. So fun. Oh, I wish. Fun fact, wish. you which you may be aware of, after Ocarina of Time came out, the president of Nintendo told the Zelda team, "All right, you guys are making another Zelda game within eighteen months, or else." Oh my god! So that's why. Yeah. That's why uh, the Nintendo theme of happens. the theme of a ticking clock is is like re- like all over Majora's Mask. I love that because oh it, it oh my god there's like this hidden message that is speaking about deadlines that is so yeah. creative. As much as Nintendo makes some great stuff, they are not the nicest people ever. <laughs> <laughs> yep, tell that to Game Freak. Oh man, Whew. they've had to go through some things. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like well okay well I don't want to get into that right now because we got action adventure games to talk about. Anyways, yes, it's yeah. true. Okay, um, so I, I I will put Majora's Mask on the list. I have no problems with that. Um, again, it's just I'm the odd one out on this one because I just didn't like it. Fortuan, we will take you through the wonderful world of gaming. We will get you out of the niche. Although that uh, is, it's very hard because I do play niche games as well. Uh. I mean, yeah, I have my own <laughs> unique unique tastes that that happen. <laughs> I'll talk uh, to people about games. So I'll be like freelancer, and they'll be like freelancer. What's that? Um, that like Star Wars. I think we hit all the developers and dates so far. Um, we did mention uh, we did mention that DK sixty four was rare, also, and it was nineteen ninety nine. We didn't say that specifically. We just said it was a year after the ninety eight, which I don't know. Mm-hmm. People can figure out one, you know, one year later, but whatever. I'll say it just in case. Um, so, Morg, uh, what else do you got for us tonight? Uh, I know we hit we've hit a lot of your stuff in in passing too. So. Uh, this one you're probably gonna throw into the uh, bench as well, but you know what? I'm gonna throw it out anyways. It's called mm-hmm. Folklore, and it came out on PS3. In 2007, probably, I think it was actually right around the same year that PS3 actually came out. Um, yeah, I love this game. It, it focuses around the idea of you playing as, um, you're either a private eye who is investigating uh, the uh, mysterious disappearance, um, in brackets, um, possible murder of uh, this uh, one um member of like this village that uh happens to be in ireland um and it's mm-hmm. apparently like haunted there's these like mysterious spirits and uh beings that come through from like um i guess from like some sort of a fairy realm and um the people there are cre- are incredibly superstitious and stuff like that and, and um uh the idea is that uh you're just collecting information to try and uncover this strange mystery um that uh, has befallen this sp- mystical cursed village that is being affected by um some sort of like fey wild energies um and like the idea is is that um so r- real real quick to... morg that sounds yeah. like the backstory to the witcher <laughs> <laughs> except if it was just set in ireland <laughs> yeah um yeah like um you can choose to either play as like this private eye or you can choose to play as the girl who is the daughter of the woman who is missing 
uh, presumably, but she apparently got a note from her mum saying that uh, she was in Ireland after all this time and whatever, and to come and, you know, meet with her or whatever. And so, yeah, you can play as both characters um, through their uh, separate storylines from their different perspectives, and um, just as you play through, uncover more... Um, information about like what's actually happening there and so the focus of the of the game is that you transport yourself into sort of this fey wild um uh world actually it's a series of worlds it's actually multiple planes of existence that you can enter into each one being a different one with different creatures that you can interact with and um like from the get-go like um because you have like these special powers because you're able to cross over you're able to actually capture the soul essence of the creatures that you interact with if they um if their soul is vulnerable you can actually absorb it and then you can um channel their uh powers through you which is really fun and oh my god like this game was so good um mm-hmm I can't, I can't describe, like, how many, like, different creatures there are and all the different techniques and abilities that they have. Oh, and please how don't. How they can help you. <laughs> like, yeah. And, <laughs> and, like, some of them you'll actually have to go out and find in order to be able to um, unlock certain areas that you'd have to be able to get to in order to be able to okay, beat the boss so at the end. Um, you, you kind of... So this is almost, like... Would you say almost Metroidvania in the, in the fact that it kind um, of is, um, but like a three D three D or Metroid. Yeah, yeah, it? it's yeah, it's very three D. Um, it's very single plane in the sense mm-hmm. that you don't have to worry about climbing or anything. There was no um, climbing mechanics or anything like that. It was basically you just walking pretty much and then interacting with stuff in your environment wherever you could. And if there were obstacles in the way and you had like the right creature. A fake creature at your disposal, uh-huh. you could use them to break down whatever obstacles or barriers in your way. Sure. Okay. And um, um, yeah, great game. I love that game so much. It's so. I Pan, do you have an experience with this game? Because I had I'd seen the title before, but I'd never. Heard I've about never heard of it, detail. but I'm intrigued. It is so fun. I bet you would love it if PS3 was a valid console system these days. But unfortunately, it's not, and this game was slept on, and I just don't know why. I mean, my, my uh, PS, I, mean, I got my PS3 in a box right here. Mine is sitting here, and it's not hooked up. The power is, but not the uh, video cable. Oh, um, yes. And uh, and uh, it's it sounds like in the same boat as we talked about with uh, Western RPGs, Kingdoms of Amalur, mm-hmm. um, very beloved PS3 game that I'm never going to platinum, even despite being one trophy away because yeah. it's on my PS3. Um, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if it counts as an RPG. Like you are playing the roles of those characters, but like there's no, um, there's no like levels for, for right. the characters like there's no stat block that you're increasing in power it's just um what you collect around you that you um can sort of upgrade depending on like how many souls or like whatever creatures that you happen to beat and then it'll like check off the list whatever it is um you need in order to be able to boost the uh the damage output or defensive capabilities of um the creatures that you use either for like shields or for specific attacks so yeah, this this was a game that was it was really good, but it was never really seen much of. 
Um, made by Sony Interactive Entertainment and designer okay. was Oshiki Okamoto. Yeah. Uh, folklore. Yeah, folklore. It was. Mm, 2007 lovely. Game Republic is what I found. Yep, Game Republic and Shirogumi and Gaia. Okay. Yeah, those are the developers. Okay. Um, so more since bench. you're the only one that um, played this one. Unfortunately, yeah, it's on the bench. I know. No, it. no, 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 no. Well, I'll leave it up to you. Does oh. it go or does it stay? Hmm. Oh, didn't expect oh, that, man. did you? <laughs> I did not. I didn't think I would have so much power here. Oh my Subverting expectations. <laughs> oh, oh my. Oh. Uh, okay, so as far as ad- uh, action adventure, um, now keep in mind we're not going to keep a hard ten anymore. Okay. So. Well, um, did any of my uh, other games make it on the list, or are they on the bench? Because I don't know. I think Darksiders Two made it on there, right? Darksiders Two made it. Okay, know. I'll throw Folklore on there in case as well. But um, if you guys feel that there's there are other games that are better than that, you can take folklore off. Well, since we're not limiting it, like <laughs> there's not really any reason to kick something off either. Mm-hmm. That's that's so we you know the reason why we're talking about you know changing up the format a little bit. This is just so listeners know is we're trying to cut the time down on this. So what yeah. we've tried to do is bring less games to the table to see how that works. Yeah. So we we kind of limited ourselves. Uh, I think all of us went over except for, yeah. No, we all went over at least. I'm I'm going to take (laughs) I'm going to take one off the list so that way I one two three. Oh shit! I have to take two off my list. I'm just going to take one off the list as well because it's not it's not a game that I've really played a lot of, and yeah. Technically, I have seven, and I'm not taking any of them off. So I took one (laughs) off the list because of Fortwan's hatred for it. Oh, really? Which game could that one be, I wonder? Yeah, I, I saw you delete it. I don't know what it was. It was, uh, it was Ass Creed 2. Oh. oh, yes. I mean, it's hard to argue that that's not a good game to go on okay. the list. I just don't like Ace. Uh, Ace. Ezio. Okay, so in, like... in the interest of time, we'll just we'll yeah. just do this. Assassin's Creed 2 is a pretty cool game. I like uh, I like being a ninja guy who stabs people. I think Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed 2 smoothed out some of the problems with Assassin's Creed 1. Also, there's more interesting places to go. Also, I will agree. good lord, Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed 2, like, affected the open world genre. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would argue that Assassin's Creed 1 did that, and then Assassin's Creed 2 fine-tuned it. Yeah. More yeah. so. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I will I will agree. I don't like Ezio. I think the game is fine. I just don't like the character of Ezio. Oh, there was everything wrong with Ezio. Fortwan. I mean, like he's still cool. He is. He is every rogue bard that's ever been a rogue bard. But I don't like bards. Okay, then I guess you don't like fun. <laughs> Would. <laughs> So, I like bard, rogues. Just the rogue fine. bard. The rogue bard. Like, see, the, the problem is, I play very charismatic rogues, so I don't see the point of a bard. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with. Well, oh wait. No, actually, Jack that's of not all true. Trades. Jack of my, all trades. My brother 
plays the best bards and he, he he's had this character concept that he hasn't been able to take a very far which is a halfling bard uses cooking pans as his instruments so he's a halfling chef bard Oh my god! Dear God, no! Don't I, I my did, players can't. One of my players can't hear about that. I really no, no. Uh, uh, I did the same what, thing. What when is I the was... problem? Like, why is that a because problem? Because he's always man? doing janky ass shit like that. <laughs> oh okay. No, he's I... actually fine tuned that into Pathfinder Second Edition to actually be a cleric of that. Jesus Christ! Community, of course. Community oh and god. food, and his implement is the pan. That he uses the frying pan. That, that frying pan has killed more monsters than anything in the campaign. For some reason, he just kills everything with that frying pan. Of course, we have to we have to quote Tangled. Who knew? <laughs> that is beautiful. I remembered playing as a bard, and I actually called him Gordon Ramsay. And yes, I took like uh, what was it uh, the the speciality of like being a chef. And yes, mm-hmm. I used. I think it was, uh, what is it, uh, mocking, what was it, what's the spell called? Uh, vicious Mockery. Vicious Mockery, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, to the it's fullest extent of that spell. So, back at and the my plot. God, was so fun. Yeah. Yeah, so I went ahead and put Assassin's Creed 2 on. Okay. Um, back I, think Assassin's, I think Assassin's Creed is a cornerstone of this genre, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I, I will just say, and I'm not going to argue that it should go on here, I enjoy Assassin's Creed 3 a lot more, but that's me, and everyone disagrees with me on that point, and you can all direct your hate towards me. It's fine. Um, oh, wait, which one? Number 3 or number 4? 3. Okay, yeah, that's not that bad. Number 4 was the bad one. <laughs> I just know that every, everybody hated, uh, what was his name, Connor? Corbin? Yeah, he was know. he was pretty damn annoying, actually. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but like I said, I'm Native American and I enjoy seeing Native American protagonists, and they actually kind of did a good job on his personality, from what I've seen. Yeah, I was gonna say you got you got Connor and you got Turok, right? Connor and Turok. Yeah, I love Turok. <laughs> Turok's fucking amazing. Uh, <laughs> Cultural just, representation, just, ten out of ten. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Morg, uh, I think we have a couple more on your list. We have your entire uh, list, I... Fort. Hmm? Um, I took mine. I took a few off, and um, you know what? Actually, I'm just going to take this one out, and I'm going to replace it with another one. I'm going to talk about the one that, you know, is not out yet, but is still worth talking about. Um, it is Trials of Mana, or in other words, Seiken Densetsu 3. That game, oh my god, is fantastic. Oh, I love that game so much. So the idea of the game is is that there are six different characters that you can choose from to make a party of three. You get to play as all three of them, mind you, and it does have... um, uh, It's a real-time action game, adventure setting, but you also get the opportunity to be able to choose from a list of, uh, like, uh, kind of like, you know how, like, in um, uh, Breath of the Wild, you get, like, that sort that list of things or, like, that circle of items or whatever? You get mm-hmm. that for items as well as, like, special attacks and abilities or spells that you can cast for each of your characters, depending on what you pick. So you can, like, pick, like, a, like a lycanthrope, like a wolf person. You can pick a swordsman that can... 
um, you sort attacks and use magic so, or whatever. There's like a bar. You just have like a lot rogue. of customization options. Oh, oh yeah, and like with each character as they progress through the story, you can choose um, different branches of like what kind of uh, subclass they can choose to be. So for uh, your rogues, you can choose to be like an assassin, or like an assassin or a thief. For your swordsman, you could choose to be like a paladin, or you could choose to be like a uh, like a swashbuckler or so, like a dark knight or something like that um, okay uh, let me let me let that. me back you up here how do we feel about classes because classes is a very rpg thing it is yeah um uh, hmm uh-oh uh-oh this might be the first one where we actually don't get it on the list um but yeah what i was gonna say was um Aside from that, um, with the three characters that you get in the game, you do go on a, on a series of quests, and you and you clear certain objectives for like something for like any of like the three characters that you didn't choose. You go through like a series of dungeons, fighting like the little cronies, and then eventually mm -hmm. get to the big boss at the end of the dungeon, and then beating them. Um, what else is there to say about? So the you game? don't, yeah, you don't level up. I've never seen a class system that doesn't level up. That's well, weird. You do, you do level up, yes, and you do get more HP. Um, I just didn't want to say that because I know. Oh come on, Morg! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Uh, I can't. I can't tell you half truths. Yes, you do level up. And yes, there is character progression in the sense that yeah, you do level up and you go to <laughs> classes. I need a gong to ring. <laughs> uh, Damn, I love I you, man, but oh. why? All I, right. <laughs> I wanted it so bad on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I had. Oh, man. This would not okay. hold up in court. <laughs> um. Okay, so we, we can't use Trials of Mana. And, like, no, I feel can't. like <laughs> Trials of Mana, like, I feel oh. like I've known that's an RPG for a long time. Like. <laughs> I've never hoping, played it, but... I was hoping you didn't know any more than that. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. Don't oh, try that. <laughs> okay, um, fine. Uh, otherwise, I was going to pick Uncharted 4, which is pretty much, uh, like, it's Indiana Jones as a Oh, no. Game. See, Uncharted is a, is a much better pick. That was <laughs> yeah. uh, Underdog 2016. I never played Uncharted 4. The Uncharted series is great. It's phenomenal. It is. Um, it really is. Very action-adventure. It's like... as And it's about as straight action-adventure as you can get as far as the series goes. I know 4 doesn't really deviate from that too much. Mm -hmm. You do put points into things at times or something like that. I can't remember exactly. It's been years since I've played them. Yeah, um, I haven't but, really noticed that too much for that game. It's more... Oh, it was challenges. You did, like, certain challenges, and you got bonuses for doing them. Yeah. And... But, um, yeah. but I was going to say that, yeah, for the most part, it is focused highly on the adventure aspect of that, whether it be boat chases or climbing around, like, ruins, like, along cliff sides, or, like, investigating, like, these underground caverns. Um, collecting artifacts or like fighting like some sort of a terrorist organization. It's very Indiana Jones themed, mm -hmm. um, but it's a video game and you get to play as uh, Nathan Drake, I believe it yep. is. Yeah, yeah. It's been a Voiced while since I've played these. Nolan North. Yeah. Oh my God, Nolan North is great. 
I loved him in Deadpool. <gasps> oh my god, Deadpool. That could have been on the list too, because that's an action adventure too. Yep. But we're not, yeah, I, yeah. Anyways, yeah, um, Uncharted 4, good choice. Okay, so that disaster averted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, I guess I haven't been talking about mine that much. I felt I've skipped myself, I guess. Um, so in that same vein, um, very much like Uncharted is Tomb Raider, and unfortunately, I'm not a. I like the old Tomb Raiders, but they're not. Um, I never finished any of them. They're cool. They're definitely action-adventure. Um, I actually have them on good old games and have play, planned on playing through at least the original trilogy. Mm. Um, but what I really am bringing to the table is um, the remake of uh, the, the, the Tomb Raider. I was just talking about it. Um, and that was actually Square Enix uh, that, that pr- produced it. I Actually, you know what? I didn't freaking look that one up. I missed that one. Um, Fortran, anyways, what are you doing uh, with your life? Uh, playing Spyro. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, not the wrong thing to do. That is not the wrong thing to do. 2013. So, Tomb Raider 2013 Crystal Dynamics. There you go. That's the people who made the old ones, too. Yay! Um, <clears throat> so, anyways, Tomb Raider, the remake, um, brought into some uh survival aspects that we talked about possibly doing things on um so there's like a subgenre of like survival action games um there's a lot of crafting involved in this one and um i think it's notable because it it brought a weird i th- i would say it's weird because it's a weird it sort of like predates the original tomb raider games this is her before she became who she was in Tomb Raider 1. The word you're looking for is prequel. I don't uh, yes. want to use it because I hate that word. But <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Uh, Should it, we just so it call is a, it a, an anti-sequel then? It is a prequel trilogy um, to the original Tomb Raider trilogy. Um, it is brutally intense. Um, you can have points where you get like a stick shoved through her throat and she sits there and chokes and dies and all sorts of brutal like just like gross things happens to laura and she dies uh it's insane uh it's also like more realistic as far as like combat and that kind of stuff you're not some super acrobat firing akimbo guns willy nilly as you do in (laughs) in uh in some of the games, you're actually, you know, like, struggling and hiding and shooting. Um, it's actually um, quite an enjoyable game. Uh, I played I played through it on PlayStation. Also, uh, when I talked about getting Shadow of Mordor for 5 bucks, that same sale, also 5 bucks. I got this on PS4. Um, I actually had owned it on Steam for a while, and I just... I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't get into it on the PC. I just finished it on PS4. Um, I think Tomb Raider, like uh, Uncharted, is kind of a staple of an era of this kind of genre of games, um, especially the old ones. The new mm-hmm. ones are superb in, in quality, though. Um, but that's all I got for Tomb Raider. Uh, have you guys played the new ones or not? I've not played no. a single Tomb Raider game since uh, PlayStation 1 Tomb Raider demo disc. <laughs> 
So you played around in the mansion. Yeah, and I, I haven't played a Tomb Raider game since then. Um, mm. I don't know why. It just... Well, I missed out on a lot of PlayStation games um, after the PlayStation 1. Mm. Yeah, I mean... I always had uh, Nintendo systems and PlayStation systems. I always had them both because my dad actually liked PlayStation stuff more and he would just come home from with one from the pawn shop. Nice. And I was like, but dad... I was playing Nintendo stuff. You're making me into a PlayStation fan by force. Yeah, see, yeah, um, after, like, the PlayStation was my brother's, and then he moved out, and I didn't have another Mm -hmm. PlayStation until the whole, uh, PlayStation 3 thing that I described earlier. I don't know if we were recording back then. If we were recording when I was talking about that. Um... Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The listeners, the listeners may or may not be confused by the thing I just said, but the point is, is that I did not have, <laughs> yeah. I did not have a PlayStation Two, and I didn't have a PlayStation Three until almost the time the PlayStation Four came out. Right. Oh, I you got didn't... my first PS Three like well after the PS Four came out. I am such a bad boy. Oh boy. I mean, it just means you weren't interested. See, my thing is like, just a little aside in gaming in general. Unless, like, for me, I always get Nintendo when it comes out because Nintendo has good shit when it comes out, right? Oh, yeah. I have never I've never bought a PlayStation when it comes out because it never has anything I really care about when it comes out. Like, I, the big thing for me is, like, and I think should be for everyone, is the games, right? Like, why would you buy a system when it doesn't have any games you want to play? So there's no shame in not in waiting for way later when, when a you know, system come. Uh, system's been out for a while to have enough you know, good games to get it. You know what I mean? Like, there's no shame in that, in my opinion. So, more don't worry that you didn't get a PS3 till you know X amount of years after. Mm-hmm. The and like the only reason why I bought a Switch day and date was well, Zelda. Even though I already had a Wii U, I uh, mm-hmm. I also wanted to play portably and on the you know like there's a reason why the Switch is doing so. Well, it's yeah. practicality. Like, stuff like that. I bought a Wii U day and date because they had already announced that Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate was going to be on it by the time it was going to release. Yeah, that's um, true. So, like, there's... like there's Nintendo has always given me a reason to buy it on the first day. The other yeah. systems have not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, I bought a Switch for the sole purpose of being able to play Monster Hunter GU. Like... And I bought it well before the game came out. I think I got it with Mario Odyssey and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't really played those games as much as GU. Like, holy crap, I've sunk, I think, like maybe 700 hours into GU, and I'm still playing the crap out of it. Even well after everybody's already beating Iceborne and, you know, playing the crap out of that game. I mean, whew, holy crap. How many of those GU hours were spent waiting in a lobby? Not actually that many, because, um, oddly enough, I keep finding people in certain Discord uh, chat rooms, um, just like finding ours. people playing GU. Yeah, like yours. Yeah. We will find a day where we will play GU together, hopefully, because, yeah. I've got a lot I, of I time off coming up, thanks to the coronavirus. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, a lot of people do. A lot of people do. Yeah. We can we can do some Alatrion farming. Yay! Oh, uh, we're one of the two states that have closed every school for 3 weeks. Oh, wow. Well, that's the minimum. 
our governor came out and said, nope, everything's canceled. Yeah, um, Nebraska's governor said, if we get this many people uh, sick, I will cancel everything. And, uh, yeah, we have, uh, we are like one person short of that threshold as of a couple hours ago. <laughs> oh my god. We actually, so a little real life discussion aside, we actually had a scare of someone in my town having it, um, of like, oh no, they have it. It was literally someone who was just on drugs that wanted to get in, admitted into the hospital quicker. Like, I'm not even kidding. So oh. we had a, we had a false alarm. Um, but I was concerned because I, I don't know, I, I had an appointment and the person doing the appointment got sick enough to go to the ER. So the, my appointment was canceled. Oh my God. And I was like, okay, that sounds bad given what we're going through. Also, same time we heard about the quarantined person in the hospital in town and I'm like, Oh, oh, turns out that wasn't them. The quarantine person wasn't even. <laughs> so I was like worried, really worried for no reason. But um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, a lot of people are going to have free time coming up. Um, so back to Tomb Raider. Um, I feel that Tomb Raider is an iconic series in general. Mm-hmm. I think that they're good games. I prefer... I actually kind of prefer the new style of them, although I've only played the original remake uh, in 2013. Um, Any other thoughts on Tomb Raider, whether we want it on or off? I think Tomb Raider Hmm. belongs on the list just for its, like, historical importance to the action-adventure genre. Mm -hmm. All right. I agree. Um... All right, so we only have a couple more to go through. I'm actually going to strike Mario Odyssey off my list. I feel that everything that we're going to say could be said about Mario Odyssey, Super Mario 64, and Banjo-Kazooie kind of did better. I love Mario Odyssey. It's really fun. It's really creative and that kind of stuff. So I I just wanted to say that about it. But um, ultimately, it doesn't do anything different or new enough, in my opinion, Uh I mean, yeah, you possess things to solve some of the puzzles to get stars, but I think Mario 64 is just a more streamlined and better example of what that game could be. Same with Banjo-Kazooie. Um, so I don't think that that needs to go to the list. I'll strike that off myself. Um, so what we have left is a couple from Pan, right? Yep, I got two. And then yeah. a couple from me. Everything um, on my list is completely struck off, so we're good. Yep. Um, so I'll get in. Uh, so we've done... Yeah, it looks like you have two left and I have two left. Right. Um, all right, so Pan, we'll do one. one uh, we'll just trade it off again. Do yours and then sure. mine and then yours and mine. So uh, next one on my list is Grand Theft Auto 4. And honestly, yep. you don't really think of it as an action adventure, right? Well, because most people play sandbox mode. Right, right. Or, but like, yeah. like even like story mode, like it is, it is totally an action adventure. You fight things in real time. You, Nico is on yep. an adventure to find the American dream, and to take his cousin bowling. 
Yeah, I've heard the memes about that. I, I've never you played GTA played it? 4. Oh, God. No. I played GTA 3. I'm not... I'm not... I'm just going to say this right now. I'm not a fan of Rockstar. Sure. Um, Every time I've played a game of theirs and I got really into it, I just ended up hating it in the end, um, which is both Red Dead uh, Redemption and... Uh, what's the one with Detective Cole? Um, L.A. Noir. Okay, yeah. Oh, God, L.A. Noir. God, I love Detective Cole. <laughs> He's like a fucking robot trying to be a cop. I know. And, like, they did so well in certain scenarios with him. But, like, dude, it... <sighs> His story arc is just so fucking dumb. Yeah. Back me up on GTA. Come on. Honestly, GTA is actually really, really fun. Um, I... So, oh. uh, so for this one, it's more known for its sandbox, right? But it is very there's young. a merit to be said about the story mode, which, I mean, even in GTA 3, I never played the story mode. So, Morg, have you played the story mode in 4? I haven't played really much of the story mode in 4, but I have played, like, um... I played a lot of the free world, and... Oh, my god, like, what a fun game. <coughs> um, now, the, the free is... world stuff is great example of gameplay of it being action, right? But it's the adventure part that I think, Pan, you, you're a little bit worried about without the adventure mode. However, I will say, you're the probably campaign, totally yeah. fine. Like, I never played the campaign, but... It's totally fine to have taken place in one city. Yeah. And you're definitely on an adventure. And, like, it's... Well, like, the city itself is a big-ass world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they all are. All of them. Um, but, uh, anyways, so... The memes with the Take Your Cousin Bowling Fort, um... You know, like, yeah. uh... You've played Fallout 4, right? Oh, yeah. No, okay. I have not played Fallout 4. Oh, my I God. Okay. Despise, I despise the Fallout right. series. Just right. I forgot. That's, I forgot. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't know. Because yeah. the analogy I was going to make was how, like, your settlements keep getting coming under attack from zombies. Yeah. I, I'm aware of that meme, at least. Okay. So, yeah. Like, there is a thing that happens where, like, your cousin will call you, like, every 30 minutes or so asking to take, you bo take him bowling or something like that. Mm -hmm. Miracle of Sound has a wonderful song that sums it up. You should listen to sometime. Oh, yes. I love those guys. Mm. They're great. Guys, Miracle <laughs> of Sound is one dude. I know, but I say guys. Okay, <laughs> okay. Know. No, no, just giving Miracle of Sound his proper due, because like, he does everything yeah. with that project. He used to be on Escapist. Does he? I don't think no, he's No, he there. split from Escapist a long time ago. Yeah. I think he's just kind of funded via Patreon, etc., or whatever. Yeah. Okay, anyways, yeah, Grand Theft Auto 4. You know, it's a it's a fun time. You uh, you go on all these little misadventures as Nico Bellic, uh, trying to just make his way in the mm -hmm. world as an illegal Bosnian immigrant. Or wherever he's from. I think he's from, like, a nondescript Eastern European country, actually. <laughs> yeah, they they tend to omit the the actual details a lot of the time. Yeah, for good reason, I would say. Yeah, but I think he's like heavily implied to be like Bosnian. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't have any experience with with Nico other than internet culture. Um, like I know about the bowling stuff. I know. Um, and I just never played four because I just got disinterested with the sandbox play inside of three. Like, <laughs> um, 
to, to, to explain myself a little bit, did anyone play the game Driver? Uh. So Driver mm-hmm. is is you're literally just driving everywhere. You're basically doing it's like a crazy taxi, except a little bit more serious. Um, and you're trying to actually sort of get to places or like not get caught by the cops and that kind of stuff. You're so it's open world, and Grand Theft Auto is is getting out of the car. I preferred not to get out of the car, and that's <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I was more into Driver. Um. Also, Driver had an insane survival mode with, like, you're already at, like, basically, like, five-star, everyone's after you kind of thing. Except the only thing that could be after you in Driver is cop, uh, cop, cop cars. So they would just try to wreck you, and it was just about surviving until the cars wrecked you. Um, oh, my God. That sounds even better than Death Stranding, a.k.a. Going Postal with Hideo Kojima. The worst UPS guy simulator that there has been no to date. Ugh. <laughs> That could be an action adventure, although I don't think I played it. Pretty sure I didn't. <laughs> they um, just rename it to like Pizza Boy Stranding or FedEx Stranding. I don't know. Like, oh my so, god. So, yeah. So, Pan, uh, back to GTA Four. Um, I, I I I hear a lot that um, people like this one more than Five. Yeah. And did you play five? Um, I didn't. I kind of watched my husband play a good chunk of five when it came out. Um, give me just a sec. I can find out what he thought. What do you think about five versus four? Five's a better game. Four is a better story. Okay, so you guys probably heard that. Yeah, yep, we, did. we did. Okay. Um. Yeah. I. I honestly thought that the story in four was like fantastic, and it was. It was great. Just. Uh. You know. Nico just keeps getting sucked into this life of brutality, even though he keeps trying to escape it. I think that's a, um, I, again, I had to, we, Morgan and I, we're going to have to go on merit of gameplay, because we know that, but, um, because it's not very different from 3, I assume. I, I don't like, know, I, I never played 3. 4 is the only Grand Theft Auto game I've played, honestly. Well, okay, but Morg, you would know. At least on the gameplay aspect of four, of it being good, and solid, right? The story is actually pretty decent. Like, um, <sighs> okay, uh, but you didn't play through the story. I was more asking I, when I you were sandboxing. Yeah, but when I was okay. sandboxing, yeah, it was pretty darn fun as well. Okay, so I'm okay with this being on the list. Uh, but Pan, I'll leave this up to you. What do you feel? Um, I. I think. Would you like to endorse this? I endorse it, but I don't endorse it as hard as I endorse Data Four. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm not going to make you pick one or the other. Just then yes, I endorse it because it um, it's it's <laughs> uh, it is uh, basically the only game that ever got me interested in games that involve guns. Okay. I don't know why. I don't like guns in real life, but guns in games, I'm totally fine with. See, it's nothing even against guns. It's just that, like, I don't know. I don't like. Except for being a stealth archer in Skyrim, like, projectile fighting isn't my style. Well, alright. I I can understand that. I don't like to use range a lot of times, too. <laughs> um, so, alright, so we'll hop on to one of mine. And this one is near and dear to me, which is... Uh, I'm gonna, And I lumped them together because they're kind of together in, in the same story. Per se, per se is uh, Oddworld, uh, Abe's Odyssey and Exodus. Um, so, mm. 
Oddworld, um, what is it, Soulstorm is coming out soon. And I figured out through some interviews and stuff, I didn't know this, um, Soulstorm is the actual story that, that the creators, um, especially Lauren Lanning, who sort of, he vo- not only voices a lot of the characters, including Abe, he's also one of the co-founders of the company, wrote the story, did the backgrounds like he's a big part of 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 what the series is um intended for soulstorm to be something different or 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 exodus the second game of the series um but exactly what we were talking about earlier with nintendo coming in and saying hey you gotta make this like next 18 months is exactly what happened with uh, oddworld abe's exodus so the Mm. the what happens in exodus is Pretty soon, not going to be canon of what happens in Oddworld, um, <laughs> but um, Odyssey is, and they redid it again with New and Tasty. Um, Oddworld is sort of a weird thing, and it's definitely an action adventure, but it fits in a lot of weird categories. First of all, it yeah. could be called a platformer because it is two D, um, and you do jump and run and that kind of stuff, but. Uh, it could also be called a stealth game because you do not actively fight people because Abe is not a physically impressive specimen and you don't have a gun and other people have a gun and you will die in one hit. Like, um, are you guys familiar with Oddworld at all? I am very familiar with Oddworld and uh, holy crap, the first one is so damn hard. <laughs> Pam, I'm reading about, about it now, but uh, no, no, I've never, uh, nope. Okay, so Oddworld... Uh, apparently light- they're remaking Abe's Exodus, though. Yeah, that's what Soulstorm oh, was. Oh, okay, that's okay. what I was talking about. Sorry, I, um, I, I, sorry. I, I didn't hear that I, I should explain that better. Yeah, no. Um, so, they're, they've been remaking them as an independent studio. They were actually licensed under PlayStation originally. Um, and they're... So, like, Oddworld is... Um, which was made by Oddworld Inhabitants in 97 and then Exodus in 98. The reason why I'm lumping these together because they're to me they're sort of the same game because it's just sort of like a direct continuation of what happens. But the idea is that Abe is a slave and he works for mega corporation called um, Rupture Farms. And Rupture Farms is a meat producing factory. And this is all sort of allegory to real world stuff because uh, Lorne Lanning was appalled by the food industry in the United States and corporate stuff and all this kind of thing. So he sort of made his own like, hey, this is sort of like a parody of what real life is. So Abe is a slave. He is employee at the month. He's the best employee that works there because he loves his job. But, you know, not everyone really thinks of themselves as slaves. Until he stumbles into a secret meeting where the next menu item, because the they are driving the food uh, to extinction, is um, Mudokin Pops, which Abe is a Mudokin. The slave race is going to be the next food. So yeah. he, get, he GTFOs and, <laughs> and is like, see ya! And then he runs into like a shaman dude that says, hey, it's your destiny to free everybody. Go back and free everybody, <laughs> and, and 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 that's sort of like the and it's this adventure of like how Abe learns how to like 
go through. And there isn't any progression in this game. It's all just like get to the next screen. But it's stealth and the fact that you actually have to hide and do stuff. And it's very puzzle solving in a lot of ways. So it's it's definitely an action and it's definitely adventure. It's a crazy adventure. Um, Pan, um, you may it is a hard enough game that like if you ever get the free time, which you're saying you might. I would more so suggest watching a speed run of the older games than playing them unless you really want to. Um, or something like that. Or like a long play. Because um, I've actually been watching a long play myself and it's actually pretty good. There's, a lot of people don't do commentary on it. You just play through the game. Perfectly executed. You don't have to worry about dying 10,000 times. That can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Oddworld is, is a great game for a lot of reasons there's a lot of social stuff in it about today's world and about corporations and that kind of stuff and there's a lot of um there's exodus is the same game gameplay wise but it has more options and it it sort of expands on the story um the uh the, the the crazy thing is um when i was younger it was uh was more of an allegory to slavery and that kind of stuff in the United States than it was um, sort of against corporations. Um, but it is making parallels to both, like, as people of slaves to corporations and as, you know, what we see as slavery in the history of the United States. So much so that um, there's a lot about under uh, a lot about the Underground Railroad in Exodus, a lot of allegory, like, uh, stuff to mm-hmm. that, because... Your main mode of transportation is a train. Uh, you are there to save 300 slaves, which is the Harriet Tubman story, the Underground Railroad. Um, and then Abe is sort of like, oh, Abe Lincoln, right? He freed the slaves, which, you know. Oh, know. my God. So you're saying he's not uh, subtle. Uh, how? Um, there were a lot of parallels. Here's the interesting parts. It's parallels. He wasn't called Abe because of... Abe Lincoln, he was called Abe because of the biblical stories of Abraham oh. and that kind of stuff. So, like, there's a lot going on on the metaphors. It's not it's not as surface level as it seems, which is crazy because it, like... <laughs> there's a lot on the surface there. There's a lot, yeah. So, um, it's a really cool game, uh, and it's, it's really cool from a design standpoint for me, like, me thinking about games where, like you're given challenges where you are not playing the strong hero type. You are playing the dorky sort of like, I don't know what I'm doing kind of type <laughs> and sort of happening through. Cause sort of like Mr. Magooing around everywhere. And there's, um, there's literally like a, if you just like, I can't remember. I think there was like some sort of a command button that you press. And if you're nowhere near like where you need to be in order to be able to activate it, the character, he'll just literally shrug and go, I don't know. And then you'll yeah. be like, Oh my God, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Yeah, if you miss an input, sometimes he's like, I don't know. He <laughs> literally does that. It's like, and he's like, I don't know. And, and I'm like, well, I don't know either. So what am I supposed to do, buddy? I don't know. Don't say that. Uh, it has a great sense of humor. Um, even the deaths can be funny in the game. Um, like, it's uh, it's it's just a great game. I was obsessed with it as a kid. I drew everything about it. I made poems about it. I'm not even kidding. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I feel it's a great, uh, thing in the action adventure genre. And the reason why I was hesitant to, to put this on the list to begin with is because I would more so consider this a stealth game also, because you 
you do have to not get caught. That's a big part of it. Don't get caught. Yeah. Uh, if and you don't get, get caught, your friends you caught. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not always, but yeah. Yeah. You're you're in dire straits if you're caught. Because uh, you can't fight back. Not directly. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Morg, uh, you're the other person who's played this. How do you feel about this on or off? I feel uh, this, this is more of a personal thing for me. Um, I think it's an important game for... In I don't general, know. I don't I'm not know. sure action adventure is really yeah. where this belongs. Yeah, I I don't really feel that this is an action adventure game because a, a huge portion of the element of the game is stealthing around and making sure you don't get caught in solving puzzles. Puzzles, so in that way you don't have to deal with direct confrontation. Um, a lot of action adventure games involve you getting like your hands dirty and getting involved directly with confrontation and then fighting it out and then coming out on top. Um, so for Oddworld, I, I hate to say it, but I don't, I don't think that it's probably going to be one of those games that's going to make it on the list because of that. Um, it is a great game. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I love it. I don't hate on it at all, but I just, I don't think that it really meets like all the criteria for this game. Um, it feels more like a, like a stealth platformer for, for the most part. Well, those are sub genres within what we're, it definitely fits in, in this genre. I'm just saying um maybe maybe not <laughs> maybe not like i don't know yeah it's, it's i don't want to um, just say hey i endorse it on it's on the list of course I, i've been letting I you guys want do that. It, i want it on the list but it's very hard for me to say that it that it belongs on the list more than jack 2 uh, it's brutal um sure yeah <laughs> okay pan how do you feel what do you think looking at it a little um window so, looking at it in this little window thing, um, it, it doesn't seem to fit my idea of an action-adventure game. Sure. Uh, but also, I haven't played it, so I'm not going to say no or yes. Okay. That's fair. Um, I think it is uh, certainly an action game. I think mm-hmm. that's where Morg you're getting hung up on. Um, I don't think action necessarily means beating the other guy in the face. Yeah, but I, um, I'm so used to getting caught and then immediately getting mowed down by machine gun fire. It is so <laughs> brutal. Um, but we we will leave, leave it off. Uh, but if we do a stealth one, it's going on there. Mm. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's going yeah. up there if it's a stealth game. All right. Uh, so, Pan, what's your last one? Oh, Dad of War. <laughs> Dad Yay! of War. We, we slightly mentioned this, yeah. Boy. So, uh... Right along with the, I missed out on a lot of PlayStation games, I uh, never played any God of War games uh, prior to Dad of War. Mm, But I am like a giant mythology nerd, so uh, I forget what exactly the circumstances were, but um, it was like, yeah, it was the summer, I was still on maternity leave, I think, when uh, when this was released, and my husband was just like, hey, you know, I'm gonna get you this game. I think you'll really like it, and so he downloaded it on the PlayStation, and I just kind of played it in between, like, waking up and feeding the baby. Right, so that would have been in 2018. Yeah, yeah, 2018. By Santa Monica Studios. Yeah. There we go. Got it in there. Yeah, we did. Okay. And, um, (laughs) I loved it. I had so much fun, um, just, like, going through and, uh, exploring this world. I know it's, I know it's pretty linear, um. Mm-hmm. But I had so much fun, like, you know, the, the giant Jormungandr snake and 
And the big twist in that story. Which I don't know. I didn't get to the twist. Okay, then. Then, I, then I'll, I'll keep quiet about it. <laughs> yeah, we won't, we won't reveal anything about... Uh... Um, any of the characters that you might find out later. But, God, there, um, there was a, no. there was this huge foreshadowing thing, and I, like, freaked out when it happened. You, you can you can say it, honestly, because I guarantee you I'm never playing oh, this okay. game again. Oh, right, like, right, right, okay. Oh. No, let me explain for the listeners. I had a wife before, we are now divorced, and we were playing this game together, and, like, we started this game, and then she's like, hey, I'm gonna leave you. And I'm like, I guess we're not playing this game together anymore, and it's been hard for me to go back and play it, and I probably never will. It's more so a personal life thing than quality of the game. So, yeah. go ahead, spoil it. Okay, so so uh, one of the big things, it, how far did you get? Um, I was in the fairy world. I think I passed that. Okay. But I... Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, Atreus's uh, name, uh, the the name his mother gave him was Loki. Mm. So there's that. Okay. Um, okay. So the other thing, and this is this is the mythology nerd thing. Um. Mm-hmm. So in Norse mythology, uh, the god Baldr, um, which mm. in Norse mythology, there's actually a lot of parallels between him and Jesus Christ. So. Uh, the early church <laughs> in Scandinavia like had to rework some things with him. But um mm-hmm. anyways, Balder, it was said that Balder could only be killed by a missile by the sprig of mistletoe. So, mm. uh the gods all got together and had this big competition where they were throwing darts or something. They were playing lawn darts. And Loki mm. swaps out one of the lawn darts for a sprig of mistletoe and hands it to Thor and he's like, "Hey, throw this." And then Loki, like, blows, and then the wind blows, and it hits Baldur in the chest and kills him. Oh, Yeah, um, because Baldur is apparently blessed with, like, some sort of magic that makes it so that nothing will touch him. Yeah, so Baldur is... They go into this on, um, what's that game? Uh, Senua's Sacrifice talks about that very story. Yeah, yeah, so, like, Baldur was, like, the undefeatable, uh, member of the, uh, the Vanir. Or, no, the Aesir. Yeah. Which, yeah, the Aesir. So he was the undefeated, undefeatable member of the Aesir, so Loki had to take him out. Anyways, in Dad of War, there's this thing where, like, one of the one of the elves, like, I think it's the effeminate one, he's like, oh, screw it, I'll just give you guys some mistletoe arrows, and then that way you'll, you won't run out of arrows, and the, this problem with having enough arrows won't ever be a thing. And I just went, oh, mm-hmm. shit, oh, shit, they're gonna kill Baldur with those arrows, I know it! Yeah, I was so happy to he's seeing that. And uh, more or less, yeah, that's what they do. I mean, there's there's a few things with that. Okay. But yeah, that is more or less how Baldur gets killed uh, at the at the climax of the game. And oh my god, the teaser at the end. Oh <laughs> boy, yeah. So like you know they go on their journey and they bury uh, they bury uh, God of War's wife. The mo- yeah. And then they get they go back home. And uh, they're they're a lot closer and happier with each other because they learned lessons about being dad and son on the way. Um, and then they're sleeping in their beds, and then suddenly it's raining, and like the thunder and lightning like lights up the house. Mm. I remember. And that. then that yeah, then there's this scene. big huge guy with, holding a hammer standing outside, and Kratos gets all pissed off. And uh, of course, because yeah. Thor d- never makes thing. an appearance, but like two of Thor's sons show up and like. I think Kratos kills one and beats the ever-living shit out of the other one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. and they're all yeah. mad that he killed Baldur. 
Oh. And uh, so, and then he goes, and then he goes, "Who are you?" And then the game cuts out. Huh. Huh. Okay. Pretty good prelude to like a potential like future fight if that ever does happen. Oh yeah, happen. yeah. No, come yeah, on, they, God of War Five. Yeah, they they tease, they super tease a whole bunch of stuff that's going to be in whatever the next God of War is. Because they do not wrap everything up. Oh, yeah, and apparently uh, Kratos uh, had uh, uh, the kid with, um, well, you find out that he was actually married to, like, I think, oh, a yeah. giant? Yeah, she was the last of the giants. Mm. Which were not actually gigantic. No. Yeah, because a uh, uh, boy laughs at him for assuming that all the giants were actually gigantic. I gotcha. So yeah, anyways, I loved Dad of War. I uh, I had a super fun time playing it. I have not gotten everything I... in it. I, I didn't didn't want to do that. I just I like the you're story. Kind of. <laughs> you're kind of convincing me to maybe play it again. Oh, don't don't worry. I'm not a. I'm a person who had all of Star Wars Episode Seven spoiled to me before I saw it and had no issues. So. Oh oh, by the way, yeah. how did you handle the Valkyries? I didn't. Valkyries. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. You're yeah. You're talking about fighting them. Okay. Oh my. God. I knew that was a thing from some podcast I'd listened to that like the Valkyries were like these tough opponents. I didn't. They're so and it was, like, brutal. Okay. No, I was in this for like for like hanging out uh, in the world and seeing like the different reworkings of the myths and watching Kratos and Boy work out their problems with each other. I was not in this to like kick ass. And yeah. cheap bubblegum. Oh, no, boy, no, yeah. it works. Yeah. I, I always yeah. have to say it. <laughs> yeah, uh, honestly, being those nine Valkyries is probably, like, one of the biggest challenges of the rest. Especially, like, when they, like, jump in the air and then they just swoop down and then stomp on your face, all dominatrix style, just stomping the shit out of your face with their boots. And I'm like, okay, wait, I'm going to have to kick your ass now. So, so we're learning some war. interesting things about Morg tonight. <laughs> I am not all about that dominatrix shit. Nay, nay, nay. Uh, Dad of War is on the list. And I am listing it as Dad of War. So we know that it is the remake, or the retitle, I should say, of God of War. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, because that was terrible naming conventions. They could have just called it God of War 4. Like, come on, guys. I anyways God of War Skyrim um, edition right God of War hey God of it's a lot more interesting on the story this time come come look like not that the story of God of War 3 was bad but I mean it was way directly over the top it wasn't it was more of a power fantasy than what it is now oh um, yeah mm-hmm. yeah I just it it, uh, there's actually, uh, I was thinking about another one of the categories being that sort of, um, g- old God of War style games like that, Bayonetta, uh, and that kind of thing. Cause one of the things I was thinking about, uh, having on tonight was, um, oh goodness gracious. I can't, oh, Dante's Inferno. Uh, Dante's Inferno is an amazing game, uh, by EA actually. Oh, um, Every once in a while, they surprise us with good stuff, and then they kill the company. But hey, yeah, you know. yeah, rarely they do. Um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, that I I would say the the 
another thing that falls under action adventure would be the sort of like beat 'em up style adventures like God of the old God of Wars and that kind of like thing. Like Devil May Cry. Um, yes, like DMC. But I think that that is um, a different game for a different topic. So, um, goal. Data War is on the list. We are up to 12, and we have one more to talk about tonight. Um, we still ran about the same amount of time. we got to figure something out. <laughs> um, so this last one is called uh, Enslaved. Uh, I didn't write the other part of it down on the, my one sheet. Enslaved Odyssey of the West. Uh, so this is a game by Ninja Theory, and we just mentioned one of their games not that long ago, which is Senua's Sacrifice. Um, this is an interesting game because Ninja Theory isn't known for this kind of game at the time. Uh, this game did not sell well. <laughs> That's why um, I don't know anything about it. Okay. That same here. I've it. never heard of it. And it came out in 2010. It is actually a sort of retelling of the story of Journey to the West oh. with the Monkey King. Hence, the, one of the characters is named Monkey. Oh! Wait, they didn't call him Sung Wukong? How dare they? No, because it's a retelling. So it's actually set in the future. Um, oh. Where it's like post-apocalypse future, but it's the post... Like, I've, I've said a couple times I don't really like apocalypse as a setting. Um, I always think it's kind of droll and brown and stupid. Just imagine Rage. Um the game or most people will be more familiar with fallout i just don't like how everything's brown that's all <laughs> like yeah. i feel like the world ended plants would still be there and would still take over like you've seen some of that what is it a ban- like abandoned buildings and stuff like yeah nature just takes over i so i don't like the sort of dull brown things that a lot of apocalypse things do this does the opposite however nature's taken over there's a lot more trees and that kind of stuff but the game itself is, uh, it's gameplay-wise is okay, and I don't really see this one hitting the list based purely on that. It's not the best, but the story, the characters, they're all really good. Basically, Monkey is sort of like the muscle, and sort of guiding, uh, much in the way that Journey into the West, they're, they're guiding the the lady. I don't I don't remember her name, um, but in this game it starts with it's like Tess or Trish or something like that something with a T it's been a while since I played it um, but it's a, the actual first game that I ever really um, really truly like gave a shit about the story there and then <laughs> and not like afterwards or something like that because I mean, I love Doom, and I love Doom's story, even the old ones, but I didn't care about their story till way later on in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, same with um, Diablo. I didn't care about Diablo's story till way later on in life. This is the first time I was, like, enthralled with the story as I'm playing it, um, and not afterwards. Um, well, I guess I did just talk about Oddworld. I like the story as I was going through that, um, but I didn't it wasn't as deep into it as I am now for the Oddworld story, too. But, anyways, Enslaved is a phenomenal story with some mediocre gameplay, and it certainly is a journey. It's it's a it's a you know sort of retelling of Journey into the West, which is a famous adventure story in movies and plays and books. So, and it's reused many a times. Um, 
But, <laughs> Dragon uh, it's Ball. Got some... <laughs> right, yeah. Um, true. <laughs> um, this is also the first game where the voice acting was like really noticeably done well with motion capture, I would say. Um, there are a lot of good good stuff in this game. Um, but I, I don't think it's going to hit the list because, again, the gameplay is just not that great. But it is worth checking out at least, maybe. Yeah. Um, it is a, is very much one of Ninja Theory's lesser-known titles. Uh, it is a little bit a little bit in the vein of um, they were kind of trying to do what Uncharted did with the platforming kind of stuff where you like crawling on ledges and it's like, Oh, this is falling. So you got to jump and that kind of stuff. Sort of like that. um, Sort of like what they kind of do later on with uh, trying to think of the game of the game with the, the mushroom zombies. Last Uh, of us. The last of us where it's more of this, it's still linear, but these they're these linear sections of open-ish, world-ish thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Chapters. Overall, it's yeah, it's it's like that. It's 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 linear, but still there's room within the linearity. Um, well, like Data Four is like that. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, I don't know. I guess, but that's that's it for uh, Enslaved. I know you, neither of you played it because neither of you heard of it. Uh. Nope, sorry, yeah, never sadly. heard of it, man. It's okay. Like I said, I play weird stuff. Um. So yeah, I think that's it for t- uh, that we have. So we ended with a list of twelve instead of ten. Would you guys like to hear that list? Go oh, for yes, it. Please do. Alright, Zelda Breath of the Wild, Super Mario 64, Lord of the Rings, Shadow of Mordor, Darksiders 2, Banjo-Kazooie slash Donkey Kong 64, so technically 13, (laughs) Um, Majora's Mask, Folklore, Assassin's Creed 2, Uncharted 4, Tomb Raider, GTA 4, and Dad of War, also known as God of War. Yeah, wow. Um... Very long discussion, as usual. Um, still going to work on that. <laughs> Somehow. Um, so, next time, I, I think uh, this will be our, our our last consecutive one. I think after this next one, I think we'll take a break, if that's okay with you guys. Yep, no problem. I'm good. Um, so, this next one um, that I want to do, and I'm sorry, Pan, I have to do it eventually. It's okay. But... There, there are two genres in which I love, and I got to do at least one of them. And I want to talk about ARPGs. So ARPGs in the style of hack and slash, like Diablo or Grim Dawn or Torchlight or that kind of stuff. Um, and we'll have to define those, obviously. But I think that's a fairly well-defined genre with a lot of games in them. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> They're also kind of a niche genre, which I understand, Pan, you haven't played too much of it. So I've got a few I've played. Okay. So I'm I'm looking forward to talking about those because fully and truly that is my absolute favorite genre in games. I play so many different ones. I haven't even played them all, which I was like, I did a little bit of research on them and I was like, holy cow, I didn't even heard of this one, you know, to go play it or something. But yeah. Anyways, 
Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is Forks One. You can catch me at Hunter Sub Pod on Twitter. And um, yeah, I'm going to be playing some more Spyro and some other stuff. And, <laughs> and more Legend of Grimrock since, you know, last week's episode. We talked about that. And that game's hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, I will see you guys in the next quest. And that next quest, where will you be, Morg? Well, you guys can always find me on Twitter. I'll be also scoping around on Twitch, seeing how everybody else is doing. Actually, it was really funny because today uh, I was watching uh, Hernie's Twitch, and uh, they were, I believe, uh, watching a uh, it was a Monster Hunter World speedrun tournament where a whole bunch of uh, gamers, uh, I think there were like seven of them, were competing to see who was going to be able to beat the game the fastest um, in like I think Time a seven hour. Yeah, pretty much. Well, but it's mm-hmm. like the whole game. So, oh no, that is a speed run. Yeah. Um. Because and and the Capcom endorsed this because they endorsed the time attack challenges before. I think so because I think I think okay. the, the amount of money I think it was like twelve hundred dollars on the line uh, for the person who got oh, first oh, place. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, uh. What was her name? Uh. If I can remember. Um. Oh, Steph. Yeah. She uh she beat the game in about five hours and something. I can't remember. It was like just a little over five hours, and she she cleared it all with charge blade. She did a really good job. Um. Yeah, so there's that. I'm probably also going to be playing some GU. I've got to get back into a couple of other games like Prey on PS4. Um, I'm going to be also probably be looking into, probably going to be skipping out on Unreal Tournament 2004 and Base Unreal Tournament. Probably going to switch those out for Star Wars Republic Commando. Yeah, that was a really good game. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll just see how everybody's doing. I'm probably also going to be in Discord. So yeah, you guys know where to find me. Alrighty. And Pan, what about you? Um, I'll still be on r slash D&D behind the screen. And um, kind of just hiding in my bunker with all my toilet paper until this virus blows over. So it was you who's been hoarding. I knew it. Oh, man. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The lack of toilet paper is a thing. For sure. I haven't actually been in town since the whole... Bigger, bigger blow up. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's been pretty rowdy seeing all these supermarkets just running out of goods. It's like, whoa, whoa okay. It's like everybody is like, oh no, we've got to bunker down and avoid as much social interaction as possible. Let's all gather around to Costco, all five or ten thousand people, all rounded up into the same place, you that know, does... clustered up to try and get our resources so that we'll all never have to see each other ever again. Yes. Very smart idea. I feel like we're all just going to catch up on a lot of games and a lot of anime and a yep. lot of movies. Yep. And, and I said anime because I'm watching anime, guys. <gasps> what are you watching? Fruits Baskets. Not even sorry. Oh, my I God. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I liked the old one. I, and I like the new one. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you later. Bye.